0: Quick, what are you doing to disciple your kids? Catechids can help. Catechids is a little book with 100 simple questions and answers to help parents teach their young children the essential doctrines of the Christian faith, to lead them to faith in Jesus, and equip them to walk in the Spirit every day and love God. I wrote Catechids for my own kids, and they love it. It's become a tool that's been blessing Christian families and churches far and wide. Get Catechids on Amazon today or by going to thethink.institute.
1: Welcome to The Think Podcast, the
0: show that tackles impossible questions from a biblical perspective with
1: your host, Joel Sedeckes. And now, get ready to think.
0: All right, welcome to The Think Podcast with Joel Sedeckes. I'm Joel Sedeckes, and this is the show that tackles impossible questions from a biblical perspective to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message. And today's guest has really no interest in helping you do that. <laughs> because my guest today is your friendly neighborhood atheist, Ethan Michael.
1: Ethan I mean, that, that's a fair point. I obviously, <laughs> I, I don't want to bring out the Christian in people. So good introduction, Joel. Yes, By the yes. way, I love your new intro, dude. It's pretty nice.
0: <laughs> ah, Thank you. <coughs> Coffee went down the wrong pipe. Thank you very much. Well, I'm recovering from this how you been doing, man? What's what's new with you?
1: Uh nothing much. I have been uh keeping myself pretty busy. My my cat is excited to be on the Think podcast. Very nice. I'm sorry that my dog's barking right now. All good. Um so recently I just had the year oh. anniversary. Oh, I am so sorry about the dogs. Oh, that's like the worst timing right now. It has drama. Uh can you hear so you- me? dogs
0: i i can hear you fine it'll add a little drama will okay. they stop
1: eventually or do you need it's, to let uh, no, them out they'll stop eventually it just might take like 30 seconds i am so okay, sorry yeah,
0: no worries so um you had your one year anniversary of your channel congratulations
1: thank you yeah it was uh dude it, i can't believe it's been a whole year already like february 4th man that time flew from my first debate with larry the christian onto my you know debate with you where i first learned The question, how do you know what you know? And I had no idea how to answer that question. So it has been an amazing journey. And on the the year anniversary, we raised over $5,700 for Recovering from Religion. And those those who don't know, Recovering from Religion is not an atheist organization. It is there to help and talk to people who suffered traumas as the result. Oops. Wait,
0: that was not intentional. I just removed okay. you from the stream. <laughs> sure. That was not intentional. Not intentional.
1: Um, yeah, it's just, it's in, when people, they call into the helpline, nobody is in any way promoting atheism or saying, hey, hey, give up God. They're just there to listen and be there for people who truly need the support.
0: So, that, so you did that fundraiser, which I say boo, which, which I say that tongue in cheek, tongue in cheekily, but you know you and I did have that that, uh, back and forth about why I couldn't support the organization. And, um, man, I really do look pale in in this right now. Don't I look, I look, I look whiter than I normally do. Um, well, I'm, I'm getting my new camera soon. And so I'll look snazzy like you, but, um, do you hear that? Nothing. I think my. I think one of my children is trying to get into my office right now. Uh, so you have dogs. I have kids. We're just, we're keeping things interesting over here. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, maybe we can talk about that during the the course. I of would love to. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about whether or not it's appropriate to say atheistic worldview and um, the title of this, this is not a scripted episode by any means, but, uh, but, you know, I like to have somewhat of a. Of an idea of where we're going, the title of this episode is "I think it's still not convinced." With a question mark, and um, and so I want to talk to you about that as well, and just the the idea of being convinced, and and you know what it takes to convince somebody, and and so all all good things. I don't know if we'll get to everything, but uh,
1: but I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey Joel, it's always been a pleasure. I know we vehemently disagree um, on pretty much everything but it's always uh, much. Uh, a pleasure talking to you.
0: It is. And we both enjoy having a, a good conversation and, and, you know, and, and not only that, but a lot, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you've helped me out a ton on this channel. I mean, everything from StreamYard yard to um, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about cameras and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and I've been following your channel on YouTube and things like that. So um, as much as we might disagree on a lot of the fundamentals, um, I've actually learned a lot from you about the technical aspects of, of running a channel like this. So thank you.
1: Well, no, Hey, thanks for, for giving me credit. Um, like I, I saw when I saw your, your, uh, what was it? The the email, the media kit and you had like, do share, do not share. I was like, Oh, me. Uh-huh. And it's smart though, because people, if you send them, if you're not specific and tell them not to share the right link, they'll go ahead and share it. And next thing you know, you got a whole bunch of people coming into your green room and it's like,
0: Uh, Nope. Nope.
1: Nope.
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, um, yeah, so I, I appreciate that. Uh, so, so you had your one year celebration. Did you,
1: did you film the special? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's three hours and 45 minutes long with over 36 atheist and Christian YouTubers. um, and it was really nice to see the the like the Christians on the p- panel, particularly one in particular, outright recognize like how he was harmed by Christianity, even though he is a Christian, um, and how there are people who suffer horrible abuse at the hands of religion. Who um, was that? Uh, Rick Lockhart. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And also Dan Jacob. Uh,
0: I, he, I guessed. He I, he was uh, the one I was thinking of.
1: Oh yeah, Dear Dear Christians podcast. I will okay. say I'm sorry to say this to you, Joel, but he's actually one of my favorite Christian YouTubers. Uh, probably because we politically align on so many levels. Wait, and why are you why are you sorry to say that? Well, you know, I feel bad. We're cool. I don't want to like be like, hey, you're not my favorite YouTuber, Christian YouTuber.
0: Oh, you okay. To be fair, you said he was one of your favorites. I just assume yeah. I'm the favorite. So I mean oh, I'm Oh, okay. That's fair. you know what I
1: mean? So <laughs> You're my favorite pre Oh, hey, that's great, man. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. That. I would engage with you over almost any pre any day of the week.
0: Uh, for those who don't know, well, if you're watching this channel, I'm sure you do know, presuppositionalism or pre-sup is a- an approach to apologetics that examines the f- underlying beliefs that people have and tries to look for consistency or inconsistency between fundamental presuppositions, prior beliefs. And the conclusions that people are reaching, and so yeah, uh, Ethan and I have gone back and forth quite a bit um, in a presuppositionalist way. And you also had a at least one conversation with my friend Cy.
1: Yes, I did, and I, I saw I saw you started a a podcast with him. And yes. while I'm excited for you as a person, I was like, oh man, another presup podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. Yep we um we we started answer anyone with Cy 10 Kate. It is going strong. We've had our first episode. Um, actually, the second episode's coming out in a couple of days. The first one was on, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can get my order right. The first one was on evidence. So you can go check that out. Um, I'll leave it a surprise what the second one's going to be on, but uh, coming out this Thursday. And it, that's been a lot of fun, man. Cy is a great, great dude. Um, I really enjoy speaking with him. And you know just because we're both presuppositionalists, he and I don't necessarily agree on everything either. And so um it's been fun to figure out what some of those points of agreement and disagreement are, and um you know he's he's uh doing that with him has been a, a joy. But um okay, so Ethan, um I made a comment to you recently in uh, a message where I mentioned it, an atheistic worldview. And I've said this before, and you really bristled at that. You said, if I could say that, you you don't like me using the phrase atheistic worldview. Why is that?
1: Okay, so the problem is there is no atheist worldview. Now, I, I guess it could be simple semantics, but a lot of times people assume there is this overarching organization of atheists that have similar, like a Bible, like the way Christians do. And we don't. atheists. That? Uh, a lot of the Christians I have engaged with over time, they, they assume there's this like unity among atheists that we all share multiple views and we don't like, hmm. we may all agree on the question, is there a God or not? But when it comes to other things, like there are atheists who believe in souls, there are atheists who believe in ghosts, atheists who believe in the afterlife. So I don't think, Saying the atheist worldview is conducive to a conversation unless you're only specifically stating it in regards to whether there is a god or not.
0: Right. Okay. So, so you don't like that phrase now? I, hmm. When I when I said the phrase, do you remember? Did I say an atheistic worldview or did I say the atheistic worldview?
1: I I don't I don't recall. I apologize. You may have said and. I know you're quite careful with the words you use. So Anne would probably more likely that you said and as opposed to the,
0: Yeah, I I am very careful with I'm I'm careful with the words I use to a fault, to the extent that like I write um, I've got this email that I send out. And ideally in a perfect world, I would send it out once a week. You know, it's kind of an update with with um uh worldview evangelism and apologetics tips and things like that. Uh and it is the hardest thing in the world to write because It takes so much like I want to be very precise with everything I say, Um, which is one of the reasons I didn't really script our conversation because I wanted it to be a little bit more free-flowing today. Um, But um, in in other words, I'm trying not to be as – I'm not trying to not be careful. I'm just – I'm not trying to make – I'm not trying to put that on
1: such a high pedestal. I prefer these conversations where they're not scripted and we can just talk and kind of go over all the – go over everything. Like that's to me a lot of fun. Um, and I would like to touch base on what Brainbug said in the comments. It's not that I dislike it. It's just that it's inaccurate.
0: Okay. Right. So let's address that then. So I am pretty sure that I, when I talked about like a, when I use the phrase atheistic worldview, I'm pretty sure that I said from an atheistic worldview, or maybe from your atheistic worldview, um, because of the very thing that you just said. You know, I recognize that there's not, obviously there's not an atheistic Bible, um, but there are, so on the one hand, everyone's atheistic worldview is going to be different. Um, as you mentioned, some atheists are materialists, some believe in ghosts and supernatural things, which I don't think you do, right? You're more of a materialist.
1: Yeah, I, I reject. So I can't really go into materialism because I haven't spent time learning specifically what all of that means, but I would say I reject any and all supernatural claims, And by reject, I'm not saying, no, it's not possible. It is, of course, possible. I'm just saying I have yet to see evidence to substantiate a belief in any type, in anything supernatural. Okay. So, so you, but
0: there are atheists, obviously, who do, who would say they believe in ghosts or supernatural
1: interdimensional beings or whatever. There's, Um, There's also atheists who take the position of, and, you know, for, for clarity There is an old philosophical definition of atheism, which some people still use. And it Mm -hmm. is the assertion that there is no God, right? Modern day atheists, at least the ones I encounter, particularly in America only hold the position that we lack the belief that there is a God. So we're not saying no God exists. we just don't think there has been enough evidence to warrant a belief in a God. Right. So, so, Okay, that that being said,
0: there are there's at least one belief all atheists have in common.
1: Yeah, the yeah, one singular thing um Which, it, go ahead. Well, yes, so some would say there is no god, while in my opinion in my experience, yeah. most will say it's highly unlikely that a god exists or I, um so it really depends on the atheist you're talking to and that's when we get into like hard atheism versus soft atheism mm-hmm. but i think that can just be confusing. Um, yeah,
0: sure, i'm sure it can. i think it's probably useful. It's probably helpful. Um the the belief that i'm thinking of though is this. And and this is why i think it's important to really differentiate. So just just as, you know, you want to differentiate between one kind of atheism and another and you don't like those blanket umbrella terms, you know, the atheistic worldview or something like that. Um sometimes people lump all theism together, you know, even on your own channel, like, you know, you, you called your series out theist versus atheist. And it's like, sure. Yes. I'm a theist in the sense that I believe in theos God, which is the Greek word for God. Um, but you know, what some people will say is, you know, I reject all God claims, or I I don't uh, believe in, um, any gods or, um, you know, you're an atheist for 99% of the gods out there. Just go one further and it's like, no, you there's a particular God that I believe in, right? The God, the triune God of Scripture. And okay, so so here's why I say, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna throw this your way. Tell me what you think of this. Sure. So in in Scripture, the, the the God that I believe in, the true God, is according to his word, according to the Bible, he has revealed himself such that. They are without excuse. Everyone is without excuse. You, me, anybody—if we try to deny God, we have to actually suppress the truth that we already know. We've talked about this, you and I. We—that's—it's a biblical idea. It's something the presuppositionalists talk about a lot.
1: I don't agree with that, but yes, continue.
0: No, no I understand, that. but you know where I'm coming from on that, right? Yes. Um, and that doesn't mean that I think you're actively lying. It—the Bible doesn't say everyone lies about the truth. They say it says that they suppress the truth, which is different. Um, okay. But um. But, ah, so according to the Bible, the God that I believe in has given everyone enough evidence to, to believe, to already, to know that he exists, to know about his eternal power and his divine nature. In other words, like certain attributes about him. And so the belief that you have, whether you might say you lack belief in God, but you don't believe that the God who has, that the God who says he has given everyone enough evidence exists, correct? That's correct. Okay. So that would be something that would be like, at least like one baseline belief that
1: all atheists have, wouldn't it? That the God has not revealed himself to us. Yes.
0: Yes. But to put it in, in like, like, so rather than talking about an action, I'm I'm talking about like, in terms of like being, so the God who says he has given you enough evidence does not
1: exist. I don't believe he exists. I'm not saying he does not exist. I'm saying I don't believe he exists. Okay. So Could you, you there, explain
0: the difference between those two?
1: Sure. Uh, when I, if I say God does not exist, I'm making a claim. Now, if, and if I make that claim, I have to prove to you that God doesn't exist. I can't do that. And that's why I will personally right. never take the position that some atheists, very few, but some take that there is no God because I have no evidence to back that up. But, I do believe I have enough evidence to make to say I am unconvinced that a God exists. It's kind of like the uh, the the courtroom analogy. Um, just because there isn't enough evidence to convict, it doesn't mean you're saying the person, sorry, just because the person is not guilty doesn't mean they're innocent. You're just saying they're not guilty based on the available evidence. So I am saying, according to the evidence I have available, I don't see reason to believe in a God.
0: Right. But in particular, to say that then is to say that the God, again, just just sort of like rehashing this, maybe unnecessarily, I don't know, you tell me. (laughs) Um, That is to say that the God who says he has given you enough evidence does not exist. Because if that God existed, then he has given you enough evidence. So that is actually a positive truth claim though. your, Your statement that, your statement this this is your statement i don't believe god exists correct or 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 actually um yeah and I'm and you're you're unconvinced right 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 okay so so that according to the bible god has given enough evidence that everyone is convinced at least in some sense you might say in a subconscious or an un- unconscious level i'd probably be, probably say subconscious but um but for you to negate that claim is—that is a positive truth claim, is it not?
1: It, are you asking if it's a positive truth claim that
0: a—that the God who has given you convincing evidence exists? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. <laughs> the The truth claim that I hear you making is so. I'm saying this. I'm saying this, Ethan. Um, the God who exists has given you enough evidence. That, or how about this? The God who gives convincing evidence to everyone exists. And you're saying, I don't have convincing evidence. Therefore, no, that God does not exist.
1: Again, I'm not saying, therefore, that God does not exist. I'm saying, I don't see reason to warrant a belief that God does exist. Again, I can't tell you, God does not exist. All I can say, kind of based on what you're saying is one, I'm not convinced the Bible is a... It is true. Um, And those claims in the Bible are true. And I'm also not convinced that God has revealed himself to me because if he had, I mean, you've, I wouldn't say we're like super close friends, but we talk, we know Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And you've gotten to know me over the past year. Do you think I in any way am lying or intentionally being deceptive when I say I have yet to see convincing evidence?
0: Um, you know, that's a complicated question. Do I think you're being deceptive? Like, like, like you're sitting on a stack of evidence that does convince you and actively telling me that you don't have that evidence. No, I don't think so. Because I think that, um, truth suppression doesn't quite work that way. Um, and actually I'd be interested in flipping the script a
1: little bit too. Um, but, but But the God, what's that? Okay. Knowing that I am a truth seeker that I have a show based around searching for not only evidence for God, but for the supernatural for ghosts, conspiracy theories, knowing that I am just nonstop interested in investigating these claims. Shouldn't that show you that I am genuinely trying and looking for the truth. And if I do find that truth, I would be the first to admit that, Hey, God exists. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm changing the name of my channel. Again, that's all independent from whether I would worship the God or not. But don't you think I would be straightforward with that?
0: Uh, no. I, I I don't think that that necessarily follows. Well, to say, you know i've got a I've got a YouTube channel where I interview people about, you know, ghosts and stuff. and like no, i I don't think because because remember, the the, my operating, you and I are, are running on two different operating systems, and my operating system, my my worldview, is centered around the existence of the God who says He's given you enough evidence. So it's like, but but my worldview also accounts for the fact that given that evidence, you don't accept it. Um, and again, suppression is very different than actively denying. So what you do is. Um, You know, you have all these interviews and these discussions and we've, we've talked about this before, but you're also living in God's world while you have all those discussions, like you're operating, at least you intend to operate logically. You know, you, you expect words to mean the same thing over time. You expect that the future will be like the past. You know, you expect that someone's not going to be lying to you. In fact, even in our conversation right now, you're like, you know, you don't think I would lie to you, right? Like there's like this understanding of, of morality that we're both sort of adhering to. But those are all things that make sense in the worldview and in the world as the Bible describes it. So what I say is, and I I think I've told you this before, I think that you're borrowing from my worldview without acknowledging that you're doing that. Like, I don't think you're even acknowledging it to yourself. Like you're operating in, in the world as if it's exactly as the Bible describes it. But you, then you're then you're turning around and going, ha! But I don't have enough evidence though. Based on this other criteria over here, the whole time though, you're tacitly acting as though the Bible is true. Do you know what I mean?
1: There, okay. There's a lot there. My dogs are barking again. Sorry. Uh, sorry, they should stop in a moment. Um, I don't see how I'm uh, borrowing from your worldview simply by a- acknowledging and living in the, the world or the reality I'm aware of. But, oh my, sorry, that those dogs distract me so much. I know, honestly,
0: uh, I grew up with a dog. I would barely even noticed it. I don't know if you guys who are watching, listening, if that's bothering you, you know, let me know, but uh, it's okay They be
1: in a minute. If not, I'll have to go put them in another room. I'm so sorry. Um, how do you know I am suppressing the truth?
0: The Bible, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we all suppress the truth. Um, well, okay, so there's there's the biblical evidence, um, which again, you might say, well, but I don't believe the Bible, no, but I do. So it's like, obviously I'm gonna go with the Bible just like you're gonna go with what you perceive to be your autonomous reasoning. Um, but so I have it on authoritative from an authoritative source that you are suppressing the truth. Um, in the same way that everyone suppresses the truth, myself included every time we want to sin or, you know, uh, go against God. Bible says sin is disobeying God. So every time that I want to sin, which I sin every day, um, I have to, in some sense, suppress that truth as well. Now the the difference probably between you and me is I'm, I, I'm operating from a, a standpoint of faith in Jesus Christ and a standpoint of like, like repentance. Like I know, like I recognize sin in my life. And I, I'm actively in a process of repenting of that and constantly trusting in Jesus Christ to save me. Um, whereas, you know, you're not even acknowledging that God exists. Um, so how do I know? But, but then there's also, so this is what I wanted to ask you about, because there's also the the fact, I mean, I look around at the world and I go, this world looks exactly as the Bible says it should look. Like, like, I don't see any evidence that God doesn't exist. I see only evidence that God does exist. So this is where I wanted to try to flip, flip the script on you a little bit and ask you like, okay, so here I am. I'm, I'm operating in the world as a Christian, a Christian theist, and I don't see any evidence that God doesn't exist. What evidence would you give me to convince me that God does not exist or that I should lack belief in God?
1: So, well, for for one, you you had compared the uh, you had brought up the Bible and how it describes the world. I can go into a a, a comic book like Spider Man or anything, and it can describe my city. It can have visual depictions of my city. Okay. It doesn't mean that that comic book or, for instance, the Bible, just because it makes observations about the world, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Okay,
0: but. If it has accurate information, then that accurate information is true though, right?
1: If it has accurate information, then that individual information is correct, but that doesn't make the Bible as a whole true.
0: Hmm. No, but if you look through the Bible and all you find is accurate information, then all, then the whole thing is true. Whereas like a comic book is like, let's say it has a depiction of New York City and it gets, you know, some of the streets, right. And it's like, okay, we're going to meet it. Thirty third and First Street, or whatever—I don't even know if that's a real intersection—and um, and you go, you look on a map, and okay, there's Thirty third and First. Um, but then in the comic book, it's like, okay, at this intersection is Avengers Tower or Stark Tower or whatever. Well, that doesn't really exist, so the comic book is is not accurate at that point, even though it has some accurate information. What I'm saying, though is I don't see any evidence that this world is not exactly as the Bible describes it. So what evidence would you give me to convince me that the God that I believe in, the triune God of scripture, isn't real and that the Bible isn't true? Because you could give me evidence very, if I came to you and I'm like, oh, no, no, this Avengers comic book is true, you could very easily go, look, it says there's such a thing as Avengers Tower. There is no Avengers Tower in real life. Boom. You've just disproved it. That's pretty good evidence. But what evidence would you give me about, you know, the Bible, not being true.
1: So I, I guess for one that that's you're, tr- it seems like you're trying to push the burden on me um, by saying are you just
0: like, reading, are you just reading Kenneth's uh,
1: I did see Kenneth's comments, but I was actually, I was going to go with that. Um, but um sorry. So are you saying where I was going with this is, are you saying that every single thing in the Bible is demonstrably true and there's no false statements or unsubstantiated claims made in it? Yes. Well, right now I wish I knew the Bible more so I could point to possible, uh, but you, uh, but you've got to convince me though.
0: You've got to, yeah, I'm, I'm shifting the burden of proof. Uh, you're trying to shift the burden of proof. I'm shifting the burden of
1: proof. I'm not. I'm not trying to shift the burden of proof. The burden of proof is always on the claimant. It's Correct. never on the person saying I'm not convinced. Correct. So, Joel, for instance, if I'm not I,
0: convinced of of there of the lack of existence of the God who exists. Uh, the God that the Bible says exists.
1: So, if right now I tell you there is a, 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 I'm not trying to be glib, but if I tell you there is a, a, a spaghetti monster, mm-hmm. prove to me he does not exist. Yeah. That is shifting the burden of proof. I am the one telling you that uh, you are the one telling me a god exists. So you would be the one that is required to supply the evidence to well, sustain that belief.
0: Okay, so so phrase it another way then. Um, you're maybe you're not positing a spaghetti monster, but you are positing a a godless world. What you're basically saying is this world is the kind of world we would expect to live in if the god of the Bible did not exist. And in other words. In your mind, see, this is a problem that I've, I've actually been thinking about this quite a bit lately. Um, I find in my conversations with professing atheists that um, they view atheism as sort of a neutral position where it's like, okay, the Christian is making a claim. I'm not making any claims. So he has to defend himself. I don't have to defend my claims. Um, But if you really think about it, we're both making claims. Neither one of us is neutral. It's, I mean, you're, your YouTube channel is called your friendly neighborhood atheist. It's not called your friendly neighborhood neutrality or something.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> again, a- atheism is not not a claim. It would be like Well, that's um, the claim. Wait, what?
0: You're making a claim that atheism is not a claim or that, na- that atheism is neutral. I'm saying atheism is just as biased as I am. Like I think you're making a claim. Why are so, you not making a claim?
1: Okay. Do you believe the the do you believe right now there is a multi-dimensional alien that can teleport between dimensions? Yes or no?
0: Uh, It depends on how you define it. If you're talking, if that's just like a fancy way of saying like angel or demon, then I would, I believe in angels and demons, but like the way you're describing it, I would think probably not. I don't believe in like, I don't believe in aliens of like the, uh, the the way that they're portrayed in movies and and things like that.
1: Well, then prove to me that doesn't exist. Um, well, uh, why don't you believe in them? Because I have no reason. I'm not uh, convinced because there's no evidence to, again, warrant a belief. Sure. So can you um- prove right now that this multidimensional space alien does not exist?
0: Well, so the from the operating system that I'm working with, we live in the kind of world that the Bible says is true. And the, the Bible does talk about all kinds of heavenly beings and heavenly creatures, but it doesn't make any reference to aliens. So aliens, um, belief in aliens or non-belief in aliens is something that I'm free to hold or not hold while still operating within the Christian worldview. So um, I don't see any reference to to actual aliens in the Bible. Um, I think that there's some very interesting phenomena out there, like when it comes to UFOs and signals received from outer space and things like that. So that's very fascinating to me. But um, given, given my worldview and my operating system, um, I think I'm free to believe either way, but Um, you know, but I haven't, I haven't seen any, uh, I, I, I would say I, I would, I would lean on the side that belief in aliens is probably incompatible with, with Christian theism. Although I'm not, that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Um,
1: but that's actually a false analogy because go ahead. Sorry. But do you see what I'm I'm, I'm trying to do? I'm I'm making a point that we can't just shift the burden of proof the person who makes the claim mm. has to supply the evidence not sure. not making that claim
0: sure but but you're you're also assuming so here put it this way the kind of world that we live in is not populated by a bunch of aliens from outer space like we don't live in like the star wars or star trek universes as Pretty as cool. far as we know as far as we know like we in other words like you can't go to the can- cantina of Moss Isley down the street and see a bunch of different alien races it's not a commonplace thing okay. okay um unless you're some kind of crazy conspiracy theorist and you think the government is run by reptilians or blue avians which i just found out about which is nuts okay yeah. um
1: th- not, that, no. what's that no i'm not one of those people that no
0: i know you're not i know you're not um that being said. Um, the, the universe, the universe is the kind of place that you would expect if the Bible were true, there's, there's evidence for God's creation all over the place from the things that we typically talk about, like logic, morality, and science to like the beauty of a sunset, the love between a husband and wife, um, you know, a father's self-sacrificing care for his children, um, you know, uh, the fact that the law of gravity is consistent throughout time. I mean, these are all things that we would expect if the Bible is true. Now you're coming to me and, and you're saying, no, the universe we live in is actually nothing like that. The universe we live in is not like the Bible says that, you know, it, that, that it should be if God is real. In fact, it's something totally different. So I talk all the time. You, you've heard me argue for the fact that the universe looks like God exists the laws of logic, or we talk a lot about the laws of logic and the laws of morality. We've talked about science. What I'm saying is that doesn't seem to be very successful for you as an atheist to try to convince me, um, even, even that your own quote unquote lack of belief or or disbelief in the God that I say exists is valid. So I'm like, man, this is your chance to show me the evidence where I'm wrong. Like, even if you want to say, well, I shouldn't have to do that. Okay fine you that's okay you shouldn't have to but that's not really i mean that's not an argument you know what i mean like okay um, so
1: what if right now i i write a book with observations of reality in the world we live in okay. and it, everything i say makes sense but at the end of the book i add another god into it does that make that bible true or that god any more plausible simply because the book i wrote that makes observations of the world i'm in contains truths about the world i'm in
0: well no that w- that's that wouldn't be the same thing at all that's Why not? Be- because you'd be writing a book describing the world the way the bible says it is and then attributing all those attributes to a different god so it's like it, it would it would be like if i Wait, it, the whole book would be giving evidence of the god of the bible do you see what i'm saying
1: but that's only with the presupposition that the God of the Bible is true. And no, it's no, it's not. It's,
0: it's, it, if you're if you're going to describe the world the way it actually is, what I'm saying is that description of the world is how the Bible describes the world given God's existence. So if you just tack on, if you make a bunch of observations about the world and say, this is all due to you know Baal or Allah or you know, Zeus or Mithra or something like that. I'm going to go, okay. Um, unless Mithra or um, Baal is exactly like Yahweh. Then it's not like that because, you know, those other gods have different attributes. They're all contingent. They're not, you know, they don't exist necessarily. Um, a lot of them are immoral, if not at least amoral, you know, the God of the Bible.
1: Th- is. <laughs> The God of the Bible is what? Is fairly immoral from everything I've seen. Like, I...
0: The standard of morale. Okay, so here's your chance. Okay. Okay. Explain Explain to me why the world we live in does not seem like the kind of world that was created by the God of the Bible. Like, okay, you said that the God of the Bible is immoral. Okay. Maybe you can develop that into an argument or something i'm not help me out here because i'm trying to see like what is your denial of god based on i mean you're a big evidence guy you say you believe in evidence you're a truth seeker i know you've thought this through at least i hope what what is the what
1: is the the basis i mean convince me man there are an untold number of reasons for how the universe could have gotten started i'm not saying created because created implies a creator and I don't know. There could be another explanation, could be that aliens did this or that a, a multiverse uh, exists and one of these other universes birthed this universe into existence. The, the point is, I'm not saying, hey, God didn't do this. I'm saying, look, I don't know what did this or how this all got started. But a naturalistic explanation seems the most plausible and reasonable. Okay. And now that's more, There you go. That's quite a claim. Until I can see more evidence to, to warrant the belief in a God, I'm not going to take a position on it. Just like I wouldn't take a position on whether aliens created this universe or not, because the truth is I can't prove to you that aliens did not create this universe. I can't okay. demonstrate to you that another universe didn't birth this universe into existence. There are, just too many different possibilities, possibilities that we may not even be aware of that could have caused that. So to me, you are essentially saying, hey, I am closing off all other possible explanations and I know I have ruled them all out and I am going with God. Whereas I'm saying, hey, I'm not ready to jump on any of these ships yet. I'm just going to continue to allow myself to go where the evidence leads.
0: Okay, so think about, what you just said there, because you, you made a number of claims. You said like, you know, there are, there could be other explanations. It could be a multiverse. It could be aliens, but, but think about that. What I'm saying is that this world looks exactly as the Bible says it ought to look if it were created by the God of the Bible. But so now, what? What's that?
1: It, again, it, it, it looks again, this book made in this world makes observations about the world. So what? Well, but, but it
0: also gets, so the explanation that the Bible gives is in the beginning, it starts in Genesis 1, 1. It says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And um, what I'm saying is I can read my Bible and I can look out at the world and I can go, wow, that's precisely exactly what the Bible says. I mean, um, you know, like that's, that's exactly what I would expect to see, what exactly what I would expect to find if, the, if the Bible were true and if God really did create the world. So it doesn't, it, why, why would you tack on another explanation or like an infinite number of possible explanations and go, Oh, sure. But it could have been a multiverse that created a universe that looks exactly like the Bible says. Hmm. But then again, the Bible negates that because it says God created it. Hmm. Or okay. it could have been aliens. But then again, you know, the same Bible that perfectly accurately describes the world, you know, like are aliens going to create laws of logic are aliens going to create uniformity in nature? Are aliens, you know, how do contingent beings like aliens create necessarily existing immaterial laws, mental laws? Like that doesn't even, that's so far beyond unconvincing. That's not even sensical. It's not even sensible.
1: I I would disagree. I think and again, I'm not saying that aliens did this, but I think a more reasonable explanation than than a supernatural entity is a natural one. For instance, again, another universe or even aliens. Like, h- how do we know that aliens didn't birth this universe into existence? In fact, I would think that that is more plausible because it is a naturalistic ex- explanation.
0: So you think well, it's you think it's plausible? that that aliens are, are, we're talking flesh and blood aliens like you and me right whatever their flesh is based on whatever they're you know but like aliens are kind of like people like us but from other planets like they created immaterial laws of morality and and logic like it's how not, does that
1: work so, all right morality for one uh is designed sorry not designed we dictate what's moral or not now you and i for instance come to very we have disagreements on what is moral or not, mm-hmm. but aliens or God didn't need to create morality. We are thinking beings. There are animals who clearly have no concept uh, uh, of a God that show moral behavior, that rescue one another, that take care of each other. Think about like wolves that took care of a, a, a little, helped raise a little girl. They didn't sure. have a God. They didn't no, have. But a God. you're you're judging
0: yeah. that by a moral standard, though. I mean, that, that that doesn't prove your point. That proves my point.
1: Well, you're, no, we have different moral standards. Your objective morality, I don't believe in objective morality. No, but uh, you're,
0: well, you do, you believe in at least trans, what you just said reveals that you believe in trans species morality. You at least believe in a morality by which you can judge an animal behavior, an animal's behavior. Because that's what you just did. You said there
1: are wolves that behave morally. Well, yeah, I have a moral code, uh, so to speak. I just don't think you need God or... Uh, any other being to tell me what's moral? We can make observations based off the world as long as we have similar goals in mind. Like if you and I agree on human well-being, or sorry, do not harm, we can both agree that cutting someone's arm off is pretty bad. A god isn't sure. needed to make that determination.
0: Yeah, but but that's not what you just did, though. You just you just described morality to animals. I mean, right there, you're you're appealing to a standard that's outside yourself and even outside of humanity that is unless you're just saying i like what those wolves did or something like that like you're saying that they're behaving morally that implies a standard of morality that transcends human beings and animals no it doesn't
1: i am saying they they did good based on my own morals Oh, so you're
0: just saying that you like what they did
1: it's not that i like i'm if joel if you and i can right now agree that not punching an animal in the face is good. Then I'm trying to think out the best way to say this. Good by what standard we can create or come up with our own standard. There's no need to add a God into it. So
0: it would be wrong to make up our own, uh, to, to posit positive objective standard.
1: What do you mean by that? Sorry. Like, well, well, it's, uh, well we you and i
0: have talked about this before unless we're just talking about our own personal preferences um we we have to recognize that there are objective standards um out, outside of ourselves but but even even outside of the realm of morality i mean we we still i mean i mentioned like i mentioned um logic and and uh, the the preconditions of science and things like that your, your, your suggestion that aliens could have come up with that stuff is, I, I don't, how would that work? Remember, I, how would what work? Well, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to go back to, um, that, the, the question of, um, I'm trying to have some fun with this. So, you know, Please. the, the, the Christian always, uh, ends up on the defense with these things. And, you know, I've defended, I think, I think I've presented, uh, many, many arguments. I want to know, from you why I want to put the shoe on the other foot and invite you to try to convince me why the God who has given you convincing evidence does not exist. So I'm like asking you, okay, well, where could these invisible laws have come from? Where could these immaterial laws like logic and morality have come from? And you're saying, well, morality is not real. I didn't hear you say that about logic. So even if you disprove morality, which uh, I don't think you can, but I, even if you were to, we still have logic. We still have mathematics, all these like abstract things. And you're saying aliens came up
1: with it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Oh, you're saying they could have. I, I'm saying that my point of this whole thing, Joel, is there are so many possible explanations, ones we can't even account for. And but rather, none of those explanations fit the bill though. Right. According to you, according to me, it's all anything. Almost anything is possible. Like, I I evaluate I that that,
0: oh, that
1: darn dog um, I it's such a distraction like for me um, I just totally lost my train of thought
0: uh, um, you said uh, anything is possible
1: yes yeah, so I evaluate evidence on a uh, on case by case basis so when someone presents a claim like for instance let's say right now you're presenting the claim that a God exists well I have yet not to say not just a God the God yeah the guy the best way i can say it is and i apologize right now the dogs are driving me nuts is can you talk for one minute so i can go stop that absolutely oh, sure okay. okay yes
0: okay so uh let's get to a few comments here well ethan is gone i see a lot of great chatter in the uh the chatter box here um Uh, This is from Caitlin Beyond, cool name. I think most people who have a belief in a God, lowercase g, use that as defining the world around them. So it's hard to understand how someone can form opinions or thoughts without having some worldview to use. Yeah, that is true. Everyone does have a worldview. If I understand you, Caitlin. Everyone does have a worldview, and every worldview has to answer certain questions about the world. This is actually one of the things that I talk about in some of the worldview trainings that I do with the Think Institute. One of the questions you have to answer about the world is what is really real? And for the Christian, and I would say for everybody, but what is really real is God. God is ultimately real, He's the only one that exists. Necessarily, and everything else exists contingently. Meaning, um, to to exist contingently is to have your existence depend on the existence of something else. So, this is actually this is a great segue. Now that Ethan is back, it's a great segue into this idea that aliens could have created the universe, or um, or another universe could have created this universe because a universe is just stuff a universe is just things that exist. Uh, Think of a universe as a great big uh, snow globe. And in that snow globe, you've got snow and you've got water and you've got little ceramic figurines or whatever those things are made out of plastic. But a universe is just a great big one of those. It's just stuff. So to say that one universe could have given birth to another universe is sort of like saying stuff can give birth to stuff, but then that just pushes the origin back one more step. Like, uh, there's this old story about a woman, an old, old woman, 100 years old, and, and uh, this philosopher asked her, you know, uh, ma'am, um, what do you think the world is? Do you think it's, it's flat? Do you think it's round? And she said, oh, no, no, we all live on the back of a giant turtle. And the philosopher said, well, what's the turtle standing on? And the woman thought for a minute and she said, well, another turtle, I suppose. And then the philosopher asked, well, what's, what's at the bottom of that turtle? How, how many turtles do we need to go down to get to the bottom? And the woman just thought about it for a minute or two. And then she said, well, I, I suppose it's just turtles all the way down. And. That's basically what you end up with if but, you try to use a multiverse explanation. It's it's just universes all the way down. And where do the universes come from? Well, they, they were given birth to, you know, from another universe or this endless loop of collapsing and expanding universes, which doesn't solve the problem any more than see, aliens would solve the problem.
1: That's why the honest thing to say is, hey, I don't know. Like, I don't, Joel. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know I know how the universe was created, or what had happened. That's why I constantly say and have no problem with repeatedly uh, stating, I don't know. See, where I feel you are the one making this claim, you're saying, I know God is responsible for all this. Yet, you can't really prove it without just saying, well, the Bible says it's true. Well, there's also the impossibility of it not being true. How is the impossibility of it not being true? So
0: the existence of God is something that what many people say is that it can't be proven directly because to appeal to evidence higher than God is to appeal to something that doesn't exist. There is nothing higher than God. The, according to you, by definition,
1: God according to you. But
0: well, I didn't invent the concept of God. You know that.
1: No, no, I know. But I'm just saying, according to your Christian worldview. Correct. Of course. Yes. Yes. Obviously
0: the The definition of God that I subscribe to is the definition given by the Bible, which the biblical worldview, of course. So yes, obviously, um, the 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 definition of God is that He is the highest possible thing; He's the apotheosis of all philosophy and and reason and and all you know um, everything that of all existence. So to say, well, you need to give me uh, evidence above and higher than God to which. You know, God's existence is sort of, uh, you know, contingent upon that evidence being true, is actually to negate the Christian worldview. I mean, I'm go- I'm going somewhere with this. I'll try to be a little more brief. But in Scripture, it says there was one point when God was swearing an oath to Abraham, Abraham, the father of the Hebrew people, um, and um, and sort of the the spiritual ancestor of Christians. Uh, he, it, what it says is in the Book of Hebrews, it says that God. Because he had no one greater than himself to swear by, he swore by himself. So it's very much a part of um, the the Christian worldview, the biblical worldview, to say that God exists higher than anything else. So evidence doesn't uh, um, God doesn't depend on evidence. Evidence depends on God. So, in other words, this is why I say it's the impossibility of God not being true, of Christianity not being true. So if God did not exist, and if you if you start from a godless universe, um, even if you say, I'm not convinced, even for the sake of like a hypothetical, imagine for a moment that you were convinced. I mean, imagine hypothetically that you wanted to see if you could make sense of the world without God. Well, you've 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 thrown logic out the window. You've thrown uniformity in nature out the window. You've thrown um, any kind of morality that's beyond mere preference out the window. Um, you've thrown, you know, any kind of um, objective meaning out the window. You've thrown love out the window. You, what, 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 where are you getting
1: all this? Because like, these are, dude, dude. How am I throwing love out the window? Dude, because God I, does not exist. That I don't need God for love, dude. I There's can love. It is convince a convince me, convince a chemical me reaction, a feeling in That's, your brain. Okay. No, observe, no, uh, for instance, under it can't just you, be a feeling. Go on, go on. If you put right, put us in, I believe it's called an fMRI, we can look at the brain brain bug. Please correct me if I'm incorrect on this. We can look at the brain and see the emotions and different areas of the brain light up based on the thoughts and feelings. Like, for instance, I love my ex-wife to death i would die for that woman i don't need god to tell me how to love and god i don't believe is responsible for me loving uh, her this is based on the fact that all the time we spent together the more i got to know her um, there's there's while well, she would disagree because she's a christian there is no need for god in all of that it it, it it's a simple it's a feeling it's something we can observe
0: it's it's a, saying its a feeling doesn't do anything to negate the fact that that feeling was created by by god it, it doesn't that's exactly so first of all love is more than a feeling do you agree with that or no
1: well i guess it depends on what you mean by more than a feeling
0: um well love is to to say love is just to say that to say that there are chemical reactions in our brain associated with love is is actually an incredible um piece of evidence that our brains were created to love. I mean, that's that's exactly what you would expect in a in a Christian. That does in other words, what I'm saying is that does nothing to disprove the Christian worldview. Um, obviously, if God created our brains and God created our our minds and our souls, then there would be correspondence between what goes on in our brain, our brain activity, and that deep heartfelt um emotion and that desire to self-sacrifice for someone else. There would be correspondence there. That's exactly what you would expect, given the fact that God created us and God actually created us in his image. So um I I'm not I'm not seeing how you saying there's a chemical reaction and a feeling associated with love. In, in what sense does that do any damage to the Christian worldview? All, all you're saying is there's this aspect of love that is chemical. And I'm like, yeah, obviously, like for sure. We are what are called psychosomatic beings. We've got a soul and a body. We're a unity. So of course there's going to be a spiritual element and a physical element to love. That's exactly what the Bible you know, would would say. I mean, read, read uh, the book of, have you ever read the book of Song of Solomon? I have not. Oh, dude! Some of the deepest, richest, most passionate love poetry you'll ever read. It's it's like it's amazing, and a lot of it is uh, metaphors that I wouldn't particularly use. You know, he compares his lover's teeth to a row of sheep and things like that. It's like I probably wouldn't say that about my wife, but uh, but you get where he's coming from.
1: So and, go ahead. It seems like what you're doing is you're taking things that happen within the world love feelings and you're just saying well god's responsible for that how do we know and jumping back to what you had said earlier when you had said you referenced the bible now mm-hmm. what would you how do you know that a greater god or more powerful god didn't put the bible there with this christian god to deceive you how do you rule that out
0: well is it wrong to deceive
1: well, that's not an answer to the
0: question. Well, uh, okay. Okay. What's your, your question is, go ahead.
1: That There's a higher God. Show me that there was not a higher God that intentionally put the Bible and the Christian God at the forefront mm-hmm. as a way to deceive you.
0: Okay. So how does that, how does that play out? So there's this higher God, help me, help me with this. There's a higher God. What does it mean to be a higher God?
1: Well, you had referred to like a hierarchy. Like you said, God, the Christian God is the God at the top. The so God, without- the, yeah. The,
0: in other words, he exists necessarily, right? So, so you're saying that there'd be a God that's higher than the necessarily existent perfect God?
1: I'm not saying there is. I'm saying, how did you rule that out? Well, like, I- How do you know you haven't been deceived by another God? So, okay,
0: I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So there would be- another God that would be higher than the God who is by definition, the highest possible God. How does that work?
1: I don't know how it works. I'm just asking, how did you rule that out as a possibility?
0: Well, that's not possible. That's a contradiction. I don't believe in contradictions. How, how you do, shouldn't either, by the way.
1: How, how do you know though? That's my point. Like, How can you right now show me that there is no higher God than your God? Climb to the step above
0: the top step in a stairway.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is, what if this other God is only claiming and putting the evidence there in front of you to make you believe the Christian God is at the top? Okay, How so you the possibility that you have not been deceived.
0: So the the triune God of Scripture is, by definition, the God that I believe in, the God that made you, the God who is one get one day going to call you to account is by definition the highest, maximally great, as the philosophers say, possible being. So to posit a God higher than that, uh, Anselm, St. Anselm, old philosopher, he said, God is that than which nothing greater can be conceived. It's not logically coherent to imagine a God higher than that God. So the idea of a higher God is actually illogically incoherent. It's a squared circle. It's a step higher than the highest step in the stairway. It It is not what you're describing. You're asking me to
1: know. So you're just dismissing it though. You're just saying it's not true. How do you know are you, that? Are you, let me ask you a question. Are you married? Uh, not technically. No.
0: Okay, per, per, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, take, take someone who's never been married before. Um, I know I know a little bit about your situation, but take take someone who's never been married, straight up bachelor, and say, prove to me that this bachelor is not married. Okay, L- well, let me let me, actually let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way because we're talking definitions. Prove to me that a bachelor, all bachelors are not married. It's like no, you don't understand. That's the definition of what it means to be a bachelor.
1: I so I, I'm not sure if you're purposefully not answering my question or I'm not explaining it properly. So from your standard, you have explained God as the, and based on the Bible as the the top dog, correct? correct. Nothing. Right. Yeah. How can you rule out the possibility that another being put that information there to intentionally deceive you Yeah, and therefore making the Bible not true? How did you rule that out?
0: Okay, because the 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 biblical worldview is not something that um, that we just sort of. Um, I, I think I think what's happening. I think where you're getting thrown off is you have this idea that we all start from this neutral ground and we sort of construct our worldview kind of as we go and you know there's there's the lord the god of scripture and then there could potentially be a higher god than him that's that's not really how worldviews operate um a worldview is a self-consistent system it's a it's a lens through which you look at all the world so there are fundamental fundamental presuppositions that go into every worldview um the worldview that i that i adhere to the true worldview the biblical one is based in the existence, the metaphysical reality of the God, the triune God of Scripture. So it, it it admits of no other God. There cannot be another higher God than one that exists necessarily. Like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it any more plain than that. There literally cannot be a higher God than the highest logically maximally great being like that. But that cannot exist because then that God would be the greatest maximally great being. Do you understand what I'm
1: saying? I do. But again, you're just making an assertion. You don't have any way to actually show that. But however, there is. Well, prove, prove, prove that it's possible, prove
0: that it's possible that, um, that there could be a being that's greater than a maximally great being who. So prove that there could be a being who has more moral excellencies than all the moral ec- excellencies that are possible, or prove that there is a, a being who is um, whose existence is more necessary than the most possible necessary being. Like you're going to have to that that, as far as I can see, is completely logically incoherent. So you're asking me to show how your god. What's
1: that? But so is your god. Like how is all- my god? How is my god the same? Because I am saying your God's the same. That's Essentially, that's what I'm trying to break this down to, is you're saying it's not possible just because you're saying, well, the Bible said it, so it's just not possible.
0: No, no. Listen, I I, I want you to understand what you're asking. Do you understand the biblical concept of God as the greatest possible, logically possible being?
1: Do I agree with it? No, no, no. Do
0: you understand that that's what Christians believe? Yes. Okay. And your challenge to me is how do I know that a greater being than that being ex- doesn't exist?
1: Say, say that last part one more time. Okay,
0: okay. You know the Christian definition of God is right. that God is maximally great. Can you have something greater than maximally great?
1: I don't know. But, no, you, you can't or else... Or I don't else, even know that God's maximally great.
0: No, 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 man. Ah. Okay.
1: Okay. So here, let look, me try this. Look, thing can up.
0: you can you have more? Can you have more than the maximum? Can you have a hundred and one percent of something?
1: No. But okay. how? There. That's know how I know. Maximally great. Just because it says he is. That's that not the
0: question you're asking. The, the question that you're asking is, how do I know that a greater being than the God that I believe in doesn't exist? But the God that I believe in is by definition maximally great. So, that is part of the belief that I hold. So I, you're asking me, how do I know that there's not a greater being? Well, because that's logically impossible. I, n- neither you nor I can possibly believe in a, a logical contradiction. You, you
1: can't believe that. So I'm not sure. Like I feel like my question's not getting answered. It's because like,
0: your concept of, it's because your concept of God, you're still thinking of God in terms of Zeus. Yeah. Could there be a greater being than Zeus? Of course. Zeus is not a maximally great
1: being. Do you see the that, difference? Yes, but that again, if there was a book right now that said Zeus was a maximally great being, how do we know whether or not Zeus is a maximally great being? Ah. Okay. How would you go about disproving it? Well, I wouldn't necessarily disprove it. I just wouldn't believe it. Like I well, I can't look into any being because I have yet to see evidence for any any sorry. I have yet to see evidence I find convincing of a God even existing. So I can't even investigate. But as a a
0: concept though, as a concept, the concept of Zeus is pretty well defined. There's thousands of years of writings about Zeus, right? Like, like there's things that he did. He gave birth to Athena out of his forehead. Like um, there's the, in in the lore, in the mythology, there are defined attributes that Zeus has. None of those attributes include maximal greatness. So if you're going to change the definition of Zeus as a concept, it's like saying, describe, you know, uh, tell me about a unicorn that that doesn't have a horn or something. It's like, well, that's not a, an argument for whether or not unicorns exist. You're the definition of a unicorn is a one-horned animal. So, you're 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 either talking about something that's logically incoherent, or you're changing the definition of that thing you're talking about. So, to, okay, with me so far?
1: I, I am, but the the problem is again
0: so Zeus cannot well, by definition Zeus is not Zeus has none of the attributes of a maximally great being he does not exist necessarily he's not the um he's not the all powerful uh I mean I'm talking about in the in the mythology like Zeus doesn't have those attributes in fact the Greeks actually had a totally incoherent worldview because they had their their metaphysical basis like the the basis of their worldview um was was incoherent they had their Personal gods, which were the creators, and then they had their impersonal fate, or fates, which were um, which, which is like this impersonal force. And the the, the Greek worldview is actually uh, irrational. It's it's a lot like the atheistic worldview, actually, to be honest with you, because you had you have this contingent stuff that's supposed to explain everything, but then, in order to explain it, they appeal to these these uh, non contingent laws of mathematics and And, um, you know, the preconditions for science and stuff with no explanation as to how those two interact, the Greek worldview had the same problem. So Zeus being part of that worldview cannot have been maximally great. It's, it's, unless you're going to just totally redefine Zeus and make him equivalent to the God of the Bible, just under the wrong name, in which case it's like, we'll just call him what he calls himself.
1: I, I guess the point I was trying to make before we move on is a lot of what you're doing is just assertions. Assertions without evidence, yeah. and Dude, anybody at any point can do that. Can you give evidence that all bachelors are unmarried? Though that's definitional. We, we can. Okay, I, I get what you're saying, but my point is, okay. If right now we found a book that was twenty thousand years old that that made uh, world uh, worldly predictions, and in that they reference Zeus as the one above all, um, and, and state. That this maximally great being referred to as the Christian God is not possible. Okay, would that be believable? No, right, because it's just a claim. Correct. Without- Correct.
0: So, so if you had this twenty thousand year old book, which is not possible because the Earth isn't that old, but if you had this this twenty thousand year old book, um, and and it it accurately described the world. What you'd have is a situation where you'd have the comic book situation again, because you would have a lot of accurate information with some, some inaccurate information. Um, It's Ethan, it's kind of like what you're doing. You're, you're talking about love as if it's like this transcendent and beautiful thing. And I, I love to hear you talk about it. It's great. You would die for your ex-wife. Okay. That's. You're you're tapping into a spiritual reality there, but then you want to backpedal and say, "Well, it's just physical," you
1: know? Yeah, um,
0: yeah right. So I it's
1: like believe it's not physical. The,
0: well, the, the 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 concepts that you're even conveying to me right now, uh, a, a desire, a de- desire is not a physical thing. Desire is not a a condition of matter. You know, desire is a mental state, and um, so you you want to have your cake and eat it too. You want to live in God's world. That is exactly as the Bible. So here's what you haven't done yet. You haven't given me anything to 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 even begin to show me that the world is not as the Bible. What you've said is this. Here's what you've said. You've said, but Joel, couldn't there be other explanations? It's like I don't believe in any of those other explanations. You want to give me some evidence for them. Go ahead. But I'm telling you that I've got a a, a perfectly coherent collection of sixty six books written over fifteen hundred years by forty some authors in three different languages, on three different continents, all with one cohesive message, all culminating in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it perfectly explains the world in which we live and my personal experience and this conversation that we're having right now. And you're sitting there going like, yeah, but there could be another explanation. Do you see how that's, I'm I'm hearing you, man. And I'm like, dude, it sounds like you're just choosing not to believe it. Like no, you no, don't, you no, don't no. have any evidence. You don't have think... any reason why you don't believe the Bible other than, but there could be something else. That's an appeal to ignorance or as someone put in the comments incredulity, it's, you're just choosing not to believe because there might be something else out there. I'm telling you, it's the perfect okay. explanation.
1: Go ahead. No, that, That's definitely not accurate. I am not, I can't right now. If, if you told me choose to believe in God, I can't like, I can't just flip a switch. Just like if right now you threw a baseball at my head and said, I want you to choose not to believe this baseball is coming at your head. I can't do that just like I can't choose to believe in God because to me, the evidence doesn't substantiate a belief in a God. And okay. what I'm trying to do is make a point is that the Christian God claim to me is as equal as every other God claim. There is no more evidence or reason to believe in the Christian God than any other God.
0: Do you, do you, Um. so you're assuming that the world as we experience it, is the kind of world that there would be if God did not exist. Correct?
1: Yeah. I, I yes, that's
0: correct. Okay. Why is that? Why do because, you hold that belief?
1: Because this is kind of a, the confusing question the way you're wording it. It's not that I again, not that I hold the belief that God does not exist. Again, I just don't see a reason to add God in as an explanation when for throughout time. We learn more. For instance, 2,000 years ago, people didn't know where the sun went at night. So they started making things up. God's hold the sun. God throws lightning. They had no explanation. So they just started throwing stuff up. That's to me what God is. It is a made up explanation that people came up with. Because they had no other explanation. All right, but but as time goes on, we learn more. We learn that the Earth is sorry that the that universe is thirteen point nine billion years old. We didn't know that a hundred or two hundred years ago. So we, we still don't know that. But go ago. on. Um, they just it, revised the age of the Earth. The, the uh,
0: deep time thinkers just revised that. Uh, they took, they they shaved off like four billion years, but that's okay. Go on.
1: Okay. You, whether that, that's true or not, I, I don't know. My point is oh as as time goes on, as science and technology improve, we learn more about the universe. And at this point, I am unwilling to write all of that off and say, Well, you know what? God did it when I have no reason to believe in a God.
0: So so again, that assumes so you're it it's it's like this. Imagine you were to walk into a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Um, I'm sorry, what? imagine you walked into a, a Frank Lloyd Wright house and, I don't know that is. oh, uh, he's a, he's a, uh, a famous architect, um, who lived about 120 years ago. Um, uh, uh, sort of uh, redefined architecture.
1: Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I I've seen these pictures. I know what you're. Okay. What you're
0: okay. About. Um, uh, I'm kind of like an architecture uh I wouldn't say buff, but I maybe a nerd a little bit. I love architecture. And um imagine you were to walk into a Frank Lloyd Wright house and you know about Frank Lloyd Wright. Like you, you uh let's say you've studied him. I, like just now you started looking up some pictures and you're like, um, okay, I, I recognize that you know these these uh leaded windows have Um, there's a certain kind of material he uses in the, the window panes. Um, you know, this, the architecture is integrated into nature. That's very Frank Lloyd Wrighty. There's, um, great big walls of windows to let in a lot of natural light. That's very Frank Lloyd Wright. It, it, um, there's a lot of horizontal lines in integrated and a lot of Midwestern motifs like carved, um, wheat, Seeds or wheat leaves, wheat stalks, kind of carved into the architecture. Um, a lot of geometric shapes in the the lights. Um, and you were to walk into that house and and look around, and go, well, I don't see any evidence of Frank Lloyd Wright uh, having designed this house. I would I would point out to you. I would go. I would go. Okay, look, it's got. Here's here's Frank Lloyd Wright. Here's what Frank Lloyd Wright says um, about you know his philosophy of architecture. And um here's instances of that all over the house. And 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 I just gave you, you know, example after example after example of typical Frank Lloyd Wright design choices.
1: That's not you, an accurate comparison, though. That but that's is, what I'm
0: saying. That's what that's I'm saying.
1: Explanation too. I can right now show, or I can look up and confirm that Frank Lloyd exists. I can't confirm that God exists. So that's not a, an appropriate analogy. I get what you're trying to say, but the assumptions you make about the universe are based on on the Bible and you're assuming God did it. Whereas with the architecture, we can investigate and look into who actually created it. If you can right now point me to to a way that I can talk to God and communicate with him regularly and have him talk to me and talk to my friends, then- seriously great i've prayed before the only thing i ever heard when i was a believer was me talking to myself or little signs that i would equate to god
0: yeah okay Um, that's so so i'm i'm with you on that i i i i hear that sometimes prayer can feel that way um the uh I was actually just reading with my kids recently. Um, we're reading through Matthew's gospel. You know, there's four different gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Jesus talks about, um, prayers that God answers, um, prayers of faith, uh, prayer, prayers. Um, if you ask believing, um, God hears that and God answers. Now, I, I want to actually agree with you that, um, it is actually impossible for someone to force themselves to believe in God. It's, Im, it's, Im, and, and now, that being said, it's not because you lack evidence, and of course, you and I part ways on that. It's not because you lack evidence or because you're impartial. I, I, I hope, I hope that you can see, that, and I don't know if you can or not, but I hope no, you can I, see. I, I apologize. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just gonna say, I, I hope you can see. You're not impartial any more than I'm impartial. Um, yeah, I'm you, a human. Bias right you've got you've got a, a YouTube channel devoted to your atheism right um I've got one devoted to to Christianity neither one of us is neutral but what I'm saying well, is
1: hmm I, I I don't disagree with you
0: yes So I, what I, what I'm saying is the the world in which we live um oh uh, uh okay man'm I'm, I'm trying to go and I'm trying to be like the brave knight that jumped onto his horse and rode off in all directions um
1: I, well real quick I just want to say that yeah I, go ahead I, saying there's no evidence for god. I'm saying I have not found any evidence that's convincing.
0: Okay, okay, there it is. The world in which you live is exactly as you would expect it to be if god were real. That's that is that is irrefutable evidence. Um and 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 furthermore, the world is exactly as it would not be if there were no god. So this is why this is why like it's wrong of atheists to say, oh, no, the burden of proof is only on Christians. I'm happy to, to defend belief in God because it's logically impossible to, uh, well, we, we've been down that road. but um, But the burden of proof is on you if you want to say that the God who has given sufficient evidence to everyone does not exist, and therefore I don't have the evidence. You have got to explain how this
1: world looks like an atheistic universe. Like, don't so that's just shifting the burden. I don't. No, have no. But see, but see, explanations for anything. I, I again, I am not saying Joel, you're wrong. Okay. I'm, saying I'm not convinced you're right. So, no, for but, example, I want to bring up a, 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 an analogy I recently heard. If right now there is a whole thing, there's this big bag of gumballs, and would you agree that the amount of gumballs in there are either even or odd? Yeah. Now. Without counting them, can you know whether they're even or odd? No. Right. So what would your position be on that?
0: I wouldn't have a position.
1: So you'd be unconvinced. If one person said there's an even number and another yeah. person said there's an odd number, you would probably say, well, I'm not convinced of either until I can investigate and look into it.
0: Correct. That is okay. not analogous.
1: How is it not analogous?
0: Because in that, in that situation... Um, I'm assuming a few different things. I'm a fewing, i'm i'm um assuming that mathema- mathematics is real. Uh, I'm assuming that the best way to figure out how many gumballs there are is by counting them. I'm assuming that my mind is working and and is aimed at truth seeking. Uh, I'm assuming that um, that mathematics is a real thing, you know, that even and odd numbers are the same are, are um that the concepts of even and odd numbers are, um, that those concepts persevere throughout time. So like odd doesn't become even, even doesn't become odd. I'm also assuming that, that gumballs don't self-generate out of nothing. So I'm assuming that I live in God's universe. I'm assuming that I, that there are these faithful laws that govern the world in which I live. And given that world, yeah, the best way for me to proceed at that point is to remain agnostic about the number of gumballs, but I've already taken a position about what kind of world is necessary for that. Now, if you want to say the world is godless and governed by random chance, well, man, there might be a thousand gumballs in there now, and there might be 20,000 in there tomorrow. And the day after that, gumballs might turn into unicorns because it's a random chance universe. So for you to say, no, that can't happen because uh, uniformity of nature and uh, you know induction and logic, well, man, now you're borrowing from my worldview. You see what I'm saying so you have to explain to me why uh given a chance universe you can know anything about any gumballs
1: anywhere all right can we move on uh because oh, I do- come on come on that's no, no but- man you gotta answer that okay well what do you want me to answer specifically all right because all right so here's what You're, I do brought- you see how your
0: analogy assumes a universe run by God
1: but my analogy doesn't your, your assumption is that it's run by God. I'm saying I don't believe it's run by God. I'm saying that if you you... prove or demonstrate that it is run by God. So for instance, can you right now point me to God in any way, or can you get me to communicate with him where I can have an active conversation back and forth and get answers to my questions? And then additionally, can he communicate with my friends simultaneously so I can rule out the possibility that it's not just happening in my own head?
0: Um. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're moving on from the gumball thing?
1: Oh, sorry. I, because I said you were making assumptions. Like that's yes. all. You're saying yeah. I'm making an assumption, but your assumption is that God is responsible for it all. And I'm saying your assumption, <sighs> it, 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 that's all it is. It's an assertion or assumption, whatever what you I'm,
0: want What I'm, What I'm saying is that unless you assume that, unless you start with the belief in God, your question is completely meaningless. According to you. How no, do you... I'm I'm asking you to demonstrate how it wouldn't be meaningless. So the 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 idea that the idea that God did not create the universe and upholds it, as scripture says, that Jesus Christ upholds the universe by his powerful word. If you negate that, I want to know how you can make sense of that gumball analogy. Or look, man, in a chance universe, people hear voices. You know, so what? In a chance universe, um anything can happen literally anything yeah. there is no basis for science there is no basis for math or counting or logic or anything else what I'm asking you to do is and and I really wish you wouldn't just say but I don't have to because I'm an atheist like that's not that's not being intellectually honest with yourself man' I say to say to say I don't have to answer that question because I'm an atheist Uh, Is as Kenneth I said earlier, that's it's special pleading. It's everyone has to answer these questions except for atheists. That's special pleading.
1: I didn't have to answer a question. I I I did not say that one time.
0: Because you said that I'm trying to shift the burden of proof. In other words, I don't have have to answer that question.
1: I'm not saying I don't have to answer that question. I'm saying you are shifting the burden. You are essentially walking into a, a courtroom and saying this man is guilty. And unless you can prove to me innocent, he's innocent, right now he's guilty. You are right, making you're assuming a claim. But but look I, what you're I, assuming. Who's on trial in that scenario? It doesn't matter. It's the analogy works. It could be a person. It could be God. Let's put God on on trial. Let's not. You're saying God exists, correct? I, or, or God is guilty, aka he exists. N-
0: n- no. no, I we don't. We don't put God on trial. God is the judge. You're
1: on trial. Okay however it was i was making an analogy My no i understand
0: but 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 it it reveals a, the assumption god. man it reveals the assumption you're trying to put yourself in the position of god and make sense of the universe using autonomous thinking what i'm saying is given given your atheistic starting point you cannot make sense given your starting point that god that uh, uh, of of your supposed belief that god hasn't revealed himself to you man You cannot make sense of the logic that's required to even get
1: you to God by the evidence. Like that's just a claim. All you're you're taking the observations of the world and saying we can't observe them and we can't know anything without God. You're attaching something to it. I'm not. So you would be required to show why I should believe this attachment is not. You're no,
0: you're. I'm not. I'm not attaching something to it. You're assuming neutrality again.
1: The base position for any claim is I'm not convinced it's okay. not this is true you're assuming God is true wait a minute you have to prove he's true
0: wait a minute you just you just made a positive claim the base the base for any what was it the base for any what the the for any time you make a claim
1: the yeah. the default sorry the default position uh-huh. is, I'm unconvinced I'm unconvinced of that no okay now you're just playing games John. no I'm Come not
0: on. I'm applying yeah. your own standard. I'm unconvinced uh, of that.
1: You're not convinced. Okay. So you're saying people should take claims and make a, on any claim, they should take a position of yes or no.
0: I'm unconvinced. Uh, I'm not saying one way or the other. You have to convince me.
1: I have to convince you of what?
0: Well, of of the claim you just made. Because you that, said that the baseline is being unconvinced. So I'm unconvinced. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to do what you
1: say. Okay. Joel, I have a, a million, $1 billion in my pocket. Do you believe me? I'm unconvinced. Okay, there you go. That's the position. But I'm That's also, a- but
0: I'm also unconvinced that I need to start with being unconvinced. So you have to back that up. Giving me an example is not the same thing as proving a law.
1: I honestly can't tell if you're purposefully screwing with me right now. Or
0: no, no, I'm literally applying, I am screwing with you, but I'm applying your standard to yourself to so, show you that it to show you that it's not true.
1: Okay. In what scenario? Do you, would the default position be taking a yes or no?
0: You have to tell me that. I don't know. I'm unconvinced. Look, you just told me that the default position has to be being unconvinced. I'm telling you, I'm going to apply that standard to that standard itself. And now you've got to do something with that. It's not, you're just playing games though. No, no. Uh, You're the one who made this, who made the statement, not me. I'm saying I'm gonna do exactly what you just said I'm not playing okay. games I'm literally taking your standard at face value
1: I, I I don't understand the purpose of of that specifically is there because a scenario? you made
0: the you made the rule you made the law I'm applying the law to I itself the law I, I okay the- so apply the apply the standard to to itself you should you have to be unconvinced of the standard correct
1: I have to be unconvinced of the why would I be unconvinced of the standard of not taking a position?
0: Because that is what the that's what that rule says is the default position has to be that you start out being unconvinced.
1: Well, that's what the default position is. I'm not saying the requirement. I'm not saying, Joel, you have to be unconvinced. I'm just saying that the default position refers to not being convinced of something
0: mm-hmm. until
1: it presents itself.
0: And so I'm saying I'm unconvinced of that. Okay.
1: That's what the default position is though. Well, prove, prove it. Do you want me to pull, pull up uh, the definition or how do you want me to prove that?
0: I don't, I don't know how you would prove something like that.
1: I really just think you're just being, uh, you're, you're
0: look, it's my, my point is this. When, if you're going to make a statement, you have to, if you're going to make a generalizing statement, like the one you just made, the default position is always being unconvinced. Right. You, you have to be willing to apply that standard to itself. Okay.
1: Okay. Like, I, okay. I see what you're saying.
0: Okay. So for, for example, there are some people, and I, I think I've heard you say something similar to this, who say, uh, it's always wrong to believe something without adequate as evidence.
1: I'm not saying it's always wrong. No, no, no,
0: no, no. I'm 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 giving an example. I'm just giving an okay. example. I'm not even. I'm just saying some people say that the problem is that statement itself is not based on evidence.
1: Get it? Okay, I guess I get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: But or, I, or let me give you one more example. Sometimes people say science is the only way we can know truth. Okay, which is a truth claim. But right. that's a truth claim that's not based on science. So it negates itself. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but again, I, I don't, I get what you're saying that you need to apply things across the board consistently to themselves. Um, anything that you say shouldn't refute itself. Okay, so Joel, when do you think is a good time to believe something?
0: Um, when it comports with uh, Scripture,
1: not when it comports with reality. Re- scripture
0: adequately describes reality.
1: Okay. So, well, I mean, we have a different uh, definition there. Cause I would say when it comports to reality, but, uh, well, no, uh, that's not different than what I'm saying. It's the same as right there, real quick. I have 23 minutes left. Oh yeah. We sure. At one point want to get to, uh, a a humanitarian thing. So we can go as long as you want, but I want at least five. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. whose show is
1: this? Your show. Pretty please. So, <laughs> Not messing maybe with you. Have dude. Okay. Five minutes to uh, to discuss something else at some point before the clock hits four. Because no, I no no that,
0: that's fine. I do want to talk about that. Um, I. I I also want you to see. We need a starting point for knowledge. Um, Descartes recognized this. Plato recognized this. If you were honest, you would recognize this as well. We need a starting point for knowledge. And skepticism only creates an infinite regress. Skepticism is not a basis. It's not an epistemological basis because it starts with a belief that skepticism is good or skepticism leads to truth. It doesn't start with skepticism towards that belief. So what I'm saying is this, Ethan, you have a starting point that you haven't actually adequately analyzed. And if you would, you would see that the house has no foundation and actually you're borrowing from my foundation. And you can say, but that's just an assertion. Well, go and investigate your own worldview. Ask yourself this, what is my actual starting point for knowledge? And if it's, if it's just your own experience, what percentage of all the knowledge in the world that's even possible to know,
1: do you actually know? And then ask yourself, Oh, go ahead. Well, what percentage do you know? Well, I I can't give a percentage. I don't know. And every everything 1%? I one percent based on. I I'm not even going to take a guess. Ten percent. Like I, I, I don't know, Joel. I'm not willing. Again, like the God claim, I'm not willing to take a position. What or I'm willing to say I don't know because I don't I can't just throw out a random percentage.
0: Right, but it's less. It's less than a hundred.
1: Well, yeah, obviously,
0: Uh, obviously. Right. Like think about the entire cosmos, like all that we haven't discovered. I mean, I don't know about you. It's probably infinitesimally small, like one millionth of 1% or
1: something like that. All right. Can you address this Maverick guy in the comments? Because he's being a total jerk to the other people. Uh, Maverick, if you're calling them names, calling me a fool, like, I'm sorry, have a respectful conversation. It's been, they've been going back and forth and now he's just using insults and I'm sorry, but I can't stand when people act like that.
0: Uh, Okay, guys, I don't uh, even—I haven't really been watching the comments. I've been looking a little bit. Um, I will say, if he says, if he says "fool," if he means it in a biblical sense, it doesn't have anything to do with his uh, intellect.
1: Told Kenneth to go take a low, call him your own low IQ, and he clearly has no idea who Kenneth is. Because okay, okay. It would be in five a conversation with Kenneth knows damn well how smart he is. And it's just frustrating because I bump into Christians like this who are incredibly condescending, rude, and then they pretend to be on this okay higher moral ground while acting like this.
0: Okay. Listen, uh, all right. He, uh, Maverick says, uh, he insulted me first. Apologies to you, Joel. Look, you guys are adults. Comport yourself like adults. Um, Okay, so uh, when it comes to um... oh oh, starting points for knowledge, look, Ethan, uh, yes. man, the idea the idea that that you can know enough about the universe to without starting with God and think that you know anything at all is it. Well, it's it's a claim that I really want to challenge you to think about, and I'm going to say that very charitably, because, because um here you are asking for evidence for God, and yet, dude, we've been talking for however long. I mean, we've been talking for an hour and a half, and I haven't heard one scrap of evidence that the world we live in is anything other than the way the Bible describes it. And, and you're going to sit there and you're going to go, okay, yeah, but you're shifting the burden of proof. I, I understand the desire to say something like that because then what that does is it it sort of absolves you of, of the requirement that you have to actually back up your belief or lack of belief or position, whatever you want to say. But th- the next time you're with yourself, no one else is around, really ask yourself, how do I really know anything in a world in which there's only random chance. Above us, only sky. No heaven above us, no hell below us. In what capacity, what capacity do I, Ethan Michael, have to really know anything at all? And why do I think that this is the kind of world in which atheism is the neutral position? Because I'm sitting here telling you Christian theism is the neutral position. Christian theism is the baseline, sorry, not neutral, but it's, it's correct. Christian theism is the baseline. It's it's the one that comports with all the facts. You you say it isn't, but I haven't heard any reasons why. So all I've heard is, well, there could be something else. That's not a reason. That's not positive. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's not a positive uh, argument.
1: Right. But so here here's the the issue, Joel. Again, I can't prove to you God doesn't exist. No, but there, but you uh, don't have any reason whatsoever, though. That's my challenge to you. I don't have any reason whatsoever for what.
0: Well, take our two claims. I say the world is exactly as the Bible says it, it it ought to be. There is, I look out at the world and I'm like, there is nothing that contradicts my Christianity. Okay. You, I I asked you to substantiate the opposing claim, like the opposite of that. No, the world is exactly as it would be if, you know, skepticism, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the God of the Bible doesn't exist. And I do say that because the God of the Bible says that He's given you enough evidence. You're negating that claim, so you would you have to you have to substantiate why you think the universe doesn't give you enough evidence. like
1: I'm telling you there's all I this evidence. why' What's that? So I don't know why there isn't enough evidence.
0: no no, 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 no. there's not compelling evidence no you you don't know that there's not enough evidence.
1: Sorry, what? say that again? Well,
0: I'm not conceding that you don't have enough evidence. You do have enough evidence. You've got to show, you've, you've got to prove this statement. I don't have enough evidence. You have to establish that.
1: How do I show you that I haven't, haven't had enough no, evidence? When you have, have evidence to show yourself. To me, right. Well, how do I show you or anybody that because I can explain. If you give me a, a piece of evidence, we can talk about it and evaluate it. Well, that's we what I've been doing. Things, and we're capable of it. But again, the, these presupposition all comes down to one basic thing: I'm saying God exists because I say so, and therefore it's true. It's no, that—that's all it is.
0: Not—not not in any way, shape, or form.
1: But look, how do you know God is there? Like, okay, how so can we can you right now show it to me.
0: Okay, look, we can we, let's we can do it two different ways. Okay, two yeah. different ways. On the one hand. I can start with my Christian theistic worldview okay, and I can go out then and I can look at all the world and I can make sense of it based based solely on my Christian worldview without abandoning my Christian worldview whatsoever. I can make sense of the world. That's not because I'm a genius. It's because the Christian worldview adequately describes the world. Taken from the opposite perspective, I can... Go out into the world and and look at um, you know what exists. I I can look at the possibility of scientific inquiry. I can look at mathematics. I can look at logic. I can look at morality. I can look at love, and I can say, Hmm, what kind of God would exist for all these things? You know, what what kind of metaphysical uh, basis is there for all of this? And lo and behold, we get the God of the Bible. So you can. I'm not uh, some presuppositionalists, you know, are are cringing at me saying that right now, but what I'm saying is you can actually prove God's existence both ways. what you what I want to challenge you to do is this, do okay. the same thing with your own atheism. Start from pure atheistic skepticism, your
1: your own Just okay? skepti- not atheistic skepticism, but go what, ahead. what's that? Just skepticism.
0: fine. but but start from but well, Skepticism about God is tantamount to atheism. I mean, you are an atheist.
1: Well, yeah, skepticism in general, in my so, opinion. Fine. So, okay, go ahead.
0: So, whatever, however you want to describe it, I mean, I, you fleshed out, you know, what you believe and what you don't believe. Start from that, and then ask yourself if you can reason out into the world. What kind of world would you expect, given your metaphysical, epistemological worldview
1: starting points? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I do. You, you and I are, are both thinking agents. Um, I I think therefore I am, we are capable of determining reality, making moral and ethical assessments just by using this. And instead you're overcomplicated by saying, no, you can't just use this. You have to use this because of God or you're only, uh,
0: no, I, the only reason that you, you think that you can think, Look, that, I, come on, Joe, you know, no, I'm a thinking being this, the, the, what you're describing right now. I, we don't have to get into this any further because that my challenge still stands to you. You believe that your brain is aimed at truth. You believe that your brain is capable. You described yourself earlier as a truth seeker. You believe that there is objective truth out there to seek. You're not a postmodernist. As far as I know, you don't believe the truth is, 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 uh, relative or an illusion or, or what have you, um, you believe that there is objective truth and you believe that your mind is aimed at discovering that truth. You have to describe, you have to explain for yourself, Ethan, given your starting point, why, how you could come to that conclusion. If you just start from the fact, well, I think there, you know, therefore I, I just think I just am man, you've got to go deeper than that. Like you owe it to yourself to be intellectually honest with
1: yourself instead of just saying, well, it just works. My mind just works. That does not lead to atheism. This all the time for a reason, because I am constantly poking and prodding my own beliefs. I can't tell you how many times where I've blurted something out. And then within a minute been like, actually, I don't know if I know that to be true. I need to look in that. And then I'll correct myself. My Opinions and views of the world is constantly changing because I am always investigating and challenging myself. The people around me are constantly yeah. doing the same, right. Uh, right? But you're adding a starting position. No, starting no, she is not God, you're no. just claiming the starting position is God.
0: L- listen, listen, there's we both have an explanation for why we can think and seek truth, correct.
1: I'll say that one more time.
0: We both have an explanation for why we can think and seek truth. I know what mine is. I challenge you to go investigate what yours is. Okay. I agree. And I'm going to say to you. Now, Ken, Ken posted something. He said, Joel said, Ethan can't know anything without a God, lowercase G. Ken, you know, I would never appeal to a God. lowercase g o d i would uh only appeal to the lord the one god the triune god of scripture um i think therefore i am defeats that immediately um ken this is where you're getting hung up i never ever say that ethan can't know anything i believe that he can okay same same with you ken the question is why is that possible and what i'm saying is given Christian theism, the Christian worldview, it makes perfect sense why, why it makes perfect sense, both why, um, even can know something and also why he is suppressing the knowledge of God and, and same for you, Ken. So don't, don't misrepresent me. I did not say that Ethan can't know anything. And, and, and I also didn't appeal to a lowercase g God. There's only one God. And, um, And he is the explanation for why we can know things. If you want to come up with an atheistic explanation, that's on you.
1: Not an atheist explanation, a explanation. Let's remove that atheist thing. It's just an explanation. Then then rename your channel. Why would I rename my channel? Although I... Check this out, Joel. I actually have had to think about that. Do you know why? Because any channel with the word atheist in it is automatically demonetized by youtube christian channels aren't demonetized atheist ones are additionally i have been waiting six weeks for monetization when other channels get monetized within three days we need to be talking about atheism more because we are treated unfairly in society we can't even run for office in some places
0: okay okay
1: back back to no, truck I, hot, won't man. Rename, I won't rename it because atheism needs to be normalized and okay I do appreciate you having me on the channel because this does go to continue the normalization of the term atheist. Okay, back
0: back the truck up a second because when I said uh, the way the reason you started saying all that is because I said you've got to come up with an atheistic explanation, in other words, a godless
1: explanation. Okay, so I don't have to though. You you are required to substantiate or okay. provide evidence to you're adding okay. a God you're essentially adding a God into it. And then okay. saying, because I'm adding a God, you now have to prove that there is no God. Dude, you're,
0: we're still, we're still saying this. You're, okay. You don't have to, you, you don't have to, you don't have to give an explanation. No, no, and I, I'm talking about Ethan. I'm okay. talking about, look, in terms of debating things like that, this isn't a debate. I,
1: I'm talking about for you, for yourself. Oh, okay. Then yes, I, I agree that in every scenario, I need to be investigating and challenging. Not, Yes, yes. Don't yes, but disagree with that.
0: For someone who is going to take up the mantle of the word atheist, you need to have an explanation and a defense for why you think that skepticism or unbelief is an appropriate baseline. Because I'm saying that it's not. I'm saying that given morality, logic, science, love, et cetera, et cetera, beauty, Christianity, Christian theism accounts for all of that. You're saying that there could be some other explanation. I have, other than you sort of appealing to like aliens or something like that, which I don't think either of us takes very seriously, um, at least I hope not, I I haven't heard you respectfully. I haven't heard any serious thinking from you about that. and that's honestly i I want to challenge you to do that because the fact of the matter is, dude, if you really think, if you really get down to uh, uh, to you know get down to brass tacks and ask which worldview actually comports with the uh, the the experience as I you know the experience of the world as I experience it, it's not going to be atheism. Now again, I don't think you can repent and believe in Jesus without God's, uh, without you know God's grace. But I'm, I, I'm calling. Oh my, my phone's blown up. Oof. I'm challenging you. You know, someday you're going to stand before the Lord, and He's going to call you to account for the evidence that He did give you. So if you better
1: I, you need to think through that to meet you where you were at, or uh, you know, try to meet. If I tried to meet your comment at the same level, I would say to you. I haven't seen any serious critical thinking from you in terms of the Christian God. But okay. I would say that because typically that would be disrespectful in a conversation enter. And again, this whole thing is you shifting the burden of proof and then dismissing me when uh, I can't prove to you there is no God.
0: I'm asking you to prove to yourself how your atheistic presuppositions can account for the kind of world that you believe you live in. I guess if, if nothing else, if nothing else, take that as a starting point for our next conversation, because you merely saying I'm not convinced and I don't have to show anything other than I'm not convinced assumes so much. It assumes neutrality, man. It assumes a skeptical starting point that you cannot account for or defend. And when I say you haven't done critical thinking about it, that's not an insult or like disrespectful. It's because you're, you're telling me that you love seeking for truth. It's because you have conversations like this. It's because you have a channel devoted to having conversations with people, thoughtful conversations with people who think differently from you. I'm saying, man, apply that to your own worldview. Like I would hope that you don't think that I haven't done any deep thinking about this stuff. I mean, that's, I I hope that that's evident that that's not the case. No, I
1: know you've done plenty of deep thinking, um, but I, I don't believe you apply skepticism to your Christian God. Um, or God in general.
0: Well, uh, but again, that's because negating the God of scripture negates my ability to be skeptical. Man, we got to talk more about this.
1: Yeah. um, Go ahead. Let's talk about
0: what you want to talk about.
1: You opened so many doors there. Um, But anyways, so back to to the fundraiser real quick. So why is it? You were unable to support a cause that was trying to help people who are harmed by religion.
0: That question stacks the deck a little bit, don't you think? What do you mean? Well, um,
1: okay. Oh, sorry. So, here. Are people harmed by religion? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Are
0: people so, are are people harmed by just about everything out there? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do people Are people help? harmed by doctors? Yeah, of course. So should we have a recovering from medical
1: science group? Well, no. You just go to a a, a different doctor. I mean, of course, these people help, but that's it. If, if but that's not all right. So what do you say to someone who was abused mentally and physically by someone who claims to be a Christian? and has suffered irreparable mental anguish and just need someone to talk to and help. Yeah. Are you telling me that the humanitarian in you can't say, you know what, go get the help you need to make you feel better. Like why, why right. can't you support something like that? Like, why can't we agree as humans?
0: Yeah, we can, we can, we, we, we can agree with the diagnosis, but not in the, uh, but, but not with the cure. And so that's, that's the, that's the problem.
1: So you're assuming, go ahead. I'm not saying atheism is the cure and neither is recovering from religion. I don't think
0: recovering from religion is the cure.
1: Well, I'm not saying it is. So all they do is essentially they're there to take calls and talk to people. They don't promote atheism. They don't say, oh, don't believe in God. They don't say, stop being Christian. They don't do anything. Do
0: Do they lead people to saving faith in Jesus Christ? Do they preach the gospel to them? Oh, but they help people, man. Why is that not enough for you? Dude, think, think about it. Well, yeah. you, it's, it's what you said earlier. And I, I wrote this up to you in a message, but, um, and I can appeal to that. But, um, when people suffer under doctors, they don't need to be free from medical science. They just need a good doctor. When people suffer under religion, they don't need to be free from religion. They just need Jesus. So, you said in, in your message that it's, it's my responsibility. It should be up to me, not you to help people recover from religion. Well, I, I'm going to say, first of all, it's not up to me to. It's um, your religion that harms people. Stop! Wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. Wait, wait. It's up to me in the sense that I care about people and I love them because Jesus loves them. But to say, to put all religious people under a basket and go, um, you're all the same, and when one of you does something wrong, you're all accountable for
1: it. That's pretty shady, man. Like, I'm not saying you're accountable for it, but what I am trying to say, though, is your religion is responsible for hurting people. My, and it should be a priority to you to make sure those people get help, even if, like, to me, yes, like Wait, when that's no, but that's I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go, go, go. Sorry, when one of my friends. Uh, like had reached out to me and she said she was miserable because she started questioning her faith. Mm -hmm. My next comment wasn't welcome to atheism. Well, oh yeah. Keep questioning yourself. My next thing was, are you okay? I have a couple friends that can talk to you and guide you. And I went to Larry, the Christian and Dan Jacob, because I, I didn't, at that moment, The atheist label meant nothing to me. It was helping the human being. Why can't you see that? That you at some times have to just put it aside and be like, you know what? This organization is helping people. I am going to make sure they get the help. And if God has a plan, He will then find a way to get them back to God.
0: Now, here, next time you meet someone who's who's hurting from religion, send them to me.
1: I, I can't do that, Joel. I'm sorry.
0: Listen. I I am a pastor by trade. I counseled people who were hurt and abused by people inside and outside the church. For you to say that me not supporting recovering from religion is the same as not wanting to help people, that's pretty that's pretty low, man. But it is no. like, like that's you know what some, that is? That's what? like look in the old days when people were sick, they would have them inhale mercury. And you know what it would do? It would take the symptoms away for about six months until they later died from mercury poisoning.
1: But you're equating atheism to mercury poisoning?
0: You said it wasn't about atheism. You said it was about disorganization. Right. So when someone is hurting, to offer them a false cure is cruel. What these people need, what what these people need is real help. What these people need, what these people need is to meet the God who loves them, who cares about them, who is the kind of God who loves people so much that he would send his own son to die on a brutal Roman cross for sinners like you and me and them, and the God who promises to accept them exactly as they are.
1: The well, God who, the God. excuse me? No, he does not accept people as they are. He demands you act and think a certain way. Joel, I love my what? my nephew. I what you, would, I, I love the people in my life, and I would never demand they act or change who they are unless I, they were I outright disagree. hurting people. But ah, oh wait, I are you telling
0: me that if you, your family member was addicted to something very harmful, that you wouldn't do all that you could to help them break that addiction? Of course, I would. Right, that's changing behavior, man. Right, but I'm not trying to. And you would do that because you love them and you right. understand what's best for them.
1: If it's harming them, obviously an addiction is harmful. Right. But I, I just, I don't know, Joel. I, this was just, it was disappointing, man. Like it's, I don't get it because I am a humanitarian and I do everything I can to help people. And while your, I don't really understand why you your cure help. is not a cure, it's not a cure. Your cure. It's a cure.
0: When people are hurt, people need, to be restored, people need wholeness. When people are broken, they need to be made right. They need to be made whole. Directing someone to an organization that cannot give them advice, that cannot provide them solutions, giving uh, directing them. Look, is it is it wrong to have a shoulder to cry on? Of course not. That's love. Is love wrong. is patient. Love is kind. But but Ethan, you're asking me to support an organization that cannot provide the cure that they actually need. The cure that they need is Jesus Christ. Why would I, why, you know that I'm a Christian and that I believe that Jesus Christ has rescued me from, um, from my sin, who has restored me, who has um, shown incredible, unconditional love to me. Uh, I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he conquered death for me. I believe that he offers eternal life to you if you repent and trust in him. And you're asking me then, to support an organization who denies my Lord, who denies my savior, it's it it, it boggles my mind why you would why you would oh. think that I would support that. And, and then to equate that with me not caring for them. Like, think about that. If I really believe that Jesus Christ can restore their soul, can undo otherwise irreparable damage, make them whole, as I've seen Jesus do time after time after time in my own life and in my wife's life and in my children's life and, and in, in, in countless people that I've pastored. And you're saying, if I really believe that, and I've seen that and I've experienced that you want me to direct them somewhere else,
1: bro. Like, why would I do that? Because you given want to, what I believe, like, okay. I think atheism or more importantly, secular humanism leads to, in my opinion, a better society people are more accepting of other differentiating beliefs and more understanding now however when one of my friends who is having a crisis of faith was in pain it wasn't me i wasn't trying to direct them towards atheism i was just trying to make sure they had a shoulder to cry on even if it was a christian i can suspend my atheism for a moment for the good of the person Why can't you suspend that for one moment for the good of that person?
0: What you are doing is you are not suspending your worldview. You are actually
1: acting perfectly within your worldview. I'm acting within my worldview to send somebody to. Okay, my my point, let me try this another way. But do you see that? To help somebody isn't contingent or dependent on them thinking like me correct. or about them. I don't need them to be an atheist. I need them to be okay. And if that means sending my friend to, to like I said, Larry, the Christian or Dan Jacob, even though I vehemently disagree with it, that I'm going to do that because I care about that person. Yeah. Right. So you don't to help all of these people uh, that, that need help falling out of religion or whatever. Fine. But the least you could have done, is show up and say, you know what? There are people who are harmed. I am here because of that. I don't agree with people becoming an atheist. I don't agree that atheism is the cure, but I am here because I care enough about these people to find a way to get them the help they need, even if the help they need isn't in my worldview.
0: But do do you see how I would have to completely negate everything I believe in order to do that? Just just as you would have to completely negate everything you believe, and I hope you do someday, by saying that Jesus Christ is the only way that a broken, sinful person who's been sinned against can find healing and restoration. Ethan, we are not operating from neutral territory here. You are not operating outside of your worldview when you don't preach atheism to somebody, but you direct them to the recovering from religion organization. That's perfectly within your worldview. So what I'm saying is, Look, if, um, you know, that my wife and son both, uh, went through cancer. Yeah. Chemotherapy was the best option for my son. And as much as I hated it, I would be a a horrible father. If I told the doctor, no, I, 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 he doesn't want to go to through chemotherapy. He just, um, you know, he just wants, uh, you know, to eat candy and that'll make him feel better. I would be, um, that would be evil. That would be seriously evil, and now someone might come along and go, "But Joel, don't you see? Like he just wants candy. He just needs he he needs to feel better right now. Can't you get off of your you know chemotherapyism and and just give him what he needs?" And I'm going to go like this. I'm going to go look. You and I disagree about what's best for him. I believe the chemotherapy is hard, but it's what's best. Now transfer that over here. You're telling me that I need to uh, to to tell these people. You know what? directing you to jesus is not the best thing no 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 that's that's not at all what i'm asking you then then that then i'll ask you again send them to me send them to I, me and i will i will lovingly i will lovingly introduce them to the god who says who says because you and i we we go we go pretty hard when you and i have our conversations but when i'm pastorally counseling someone or um you know meeting with someone over coffee to talk about you know uh their life and and overcoming uh Hurt and hangups and, and hardships. Well, bro, I'm introducing them to the Jesus who says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest." But here's the problem,
1: Joel. I don't trust you like that. I but if I send a- give give them the help they need, man. Give them the help they need. I will, which is why I'll divert them to people I do trust. Like mm. I know that if I send a Christian or someone who is hurting to Larry, the Christian. Or Dan Jacob, I know that their priority is not going to be all right. I have to get them back to God. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Their priority is going to be how can I make this person feel good and safe in this moment? I don't know, based on conversations with you, that your priority would be making them okay in that moment. I think your priority would be I need to get this conversation back to God as quickly as possible. The, I, the con- I can't help you with somebody like that. So like if it's hurting. I can't rely on you to help them. But I I can rely on other Christians.
0: Ethan, speaking speaking quite quite frankly, I I, I want to be respectful on how I say this. What you just described is the is the chasm between us because there is no way I would I would ever trust someone with in in the open arms of an organization like Recovering from Religion. It's it's the spiritual equivalent of inhaling mercury as a, a cure. It might suppress the symptoms for a little bit, but, but Ethan, I believe that people have eternal souls. Like, I don't believe that the best help that somebody needs is, is merely a shoulder to cry on. I'm happy to be the shoulder to cry on, man. Like that's what Jesus was for many, many people, countless thousands, but there is a cure. And I, I guess I would just say this to anyone listening who has been hurt by religion. If, if you've been, Damaged by someone who claims to be a, a, a Christian. Understand that that is not Jesus. Jesus Christ is um, gentle. He is meek. He is strong enough to bear your burdens. He's even strong enough to bear the weight of your sin. He's also strong enough and capable enough to heal you from your, from your sicknesses and your, um, your brokenness and your hardship. And he can give you a new start and while recovering from religion claims claims to be able to help without the god who made them who loves them without the god the, the jesus who died for people like you and me they have no hope
1: and they quite honestly they don't even claim to have hope had jesus you have you seen me I almost wish you could go back in time and see me when I was a Christian. Like granted, I was still an upbeat person, but dude, the whole, one of the platforms I am is hope. In fact, I should probably uh, call that my channel hope beyond Christianity, because that's what happened to me. My life got better. I became a better human being. I became more concerned with how people feel. Hell, Mm -hmm. I was one day I was driving on the expressway and I saw a friggin' uh, uh, a bird dying on the ground. And it ate at me for six weeks, five, five, six weeks that I didn't act fast enough. Dude, I have hope. I have love. Uh, I care about people and how they feel and how my, the things I say impact them. And it weighs everything I've ever done, Joel. When I was a Christian, I could have just written the crap I did off as well. I'll pray to God and he'll forgive me. When I became an atheist, I was forced to deal with everything head on to apologize for the horrible things I've done to people. And it weighs on me Mm. to this day. I still have so much hope for this world and I do not need a God for that.
0: So what you just described, first of all, when I said that they don't even claim to offer hope, I was only going off of what you told me, that they can't give advice. I was talking about the organization. I did not say that people can't have a better, uh, uh more positive outlook on life.
1: Okay. I thought you were, I, I apologize. I thought you were equating saying atheists in general can't have hope.
0: No. And, and I'm trying to keep okay. atheist atheism separate from recovering okay. from religion because right. that's what you told me. Yes. So I, I'm, I, I'm literally trying to only go off of what you told me.
1: And I, I, then I got triggered because I had thought that's what you were in some way. Ethan,
0: man, I, I on a, on a personal note, the fact that you are more upbeat, I, I didn't know you before. You know that. I, I was introduced to you from Larry about a year ago, maybe a little bit more, but um the fact that you're feeling more upbeat and uh, and you know, content, man, I, I celebrate that. That's wonderful. I, I want you to understand your desire to help people is a good thing. Like, I don't know if you think like we don't disagree about the importance of helping people. I okay. want you to understand. I'm looking at the cure that you're offering and I I view it as deadly poison. If I believed that and I recommended that for somebody, you have to understand that would be one of the most uncaring things I could possibly do do for somebody. So you, I understand that you disagree with that, but at least try to see where I'm coming from. I, I do. I get where you're coming from. I just don't agree with it. Like, okay. I get that. I, think- and that's, but that's why I could never help someone recover. Look, true religion, what the Bible says, that religion that God accepts is this, to care for widows and orphans in their distress and to keep oneself undefiled from the world. My friend, that is only possible in Jesus Christ, in a, in a relationship with Jesus Christ, with him as king and me as his friend and his, his younger brother and his subject, That's, and his slave and his, his dutiful follower. That, that's that's where that comes in, man. And I've seen so many people's lives. Ask Larry
1: about what his life was like before he met Jesus. Oh, I know. Oh, I, Me and Larry go back a long time. I know I know. Well. Yeah. We always talk about how his life improved when he became a Christian and how my life improved when I become an atheist. So let me ask you this. Knowing that my life has improved, knowing that I have started to treat people better, knowing that I experienced tremendous guilt about my past, mm-hmm. Would you really say, or can you really say that you would want me to become Christian again, knowing that there is a possibility that I could end up just as miserable as I was before?
0: Oh man. <laughs> what I so if it's a question of what I want you to be miserable, obviously not. Right. Obviously not. I I'm gonna have to. This is a longer conversation
1: because all our conversations are longer. I know it. I know
0: it. I know it. <laughs> Very true. Ethan, I, there's, a, there's a verse in scripture in 1 John that says, if they went out from us, talking about the church, if they left the church, they, they were never really part of us. Now, look, it is not my position, nor am I capable of knowing whether or not you were ever truly saved, meaning you repented, you trusted in Jesus Christ, and you were born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. I That is totally beyond my capability of, of knowing but I I will say this. If it was true of you in the past, then you will return. I believe that with all my heart. If it was not true of you in the past, then my encouragement to you would be you never experienced real Christianity because you never experienced regeneration. You never experienced being born again, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it's no wonder that you were depressed. and, And that breaks my heart, man that doesn't make me feel good. Like I would never want to call you back to that, but I would want to call you to, to the real Jesus. I would want to call you to true repentance and faith that the Bible says can offer you new hope and eternal life. Now, that's not an argument for Christianity being true any more than you saying you're more satisfied as an atheist is evidence for atheism, but it is an an existential reality. And so I would want to call you to the real Jesus. I would want to call you to really repent and believe in the real Jesus who died for sinners like you and me. And I would, I would say, man, that's where you're gonna. I. Are you are you still gonna have hard days? Yeah, but you'll have a best friend who's the King of the Universe that makes life a lot sweeter, man.
1: But it doesn't. Again, like when I was a Christian, I was like, I was more like. I wasn't an uber Christian, so uh, and I'm sure most would say I wasn't a true Christian. Um, That's neither here nor there. My point was, it was easier for me to just write off things I've done by praying to God or by just saying, God, I really need this, as opposed to just putting in the work myself or just recognizing the mistakes I had done. To me, God is an escape hatch for people a way to excuse their, their, their sometimes atrocious behavior.
0: Well, that's, that's hypocrisy. No one called out hypocrisy more than Jesus. Hypocrisy is evil. If someone is using their religion as a cover for doing evil things, that those things are still evil and they're still going to have to give an account for that. Read, uh, open up a Bible, grab a Bible app and read Romans one through three. Uh, the Apostle Paul puts hypocrisy on blast for three straight chapters. Um, the idea that hypocrisy is true Christianity is, is completely false. The, the idea that God wants you to use him as a cover for doing evil deeds is, I mean, should appear to be absurd to anyone. But the alternative is not to give up God. The alternative is not to give up the only basis for morality and, and goodness. The, the alternative is to give up hypocrisy and to trust in Jesus Christ. Hypocrisy is sin and Ethan you're going to have to give an account to God for your hypocrisy just like I am. The question is is your sin paid for by Jesus by the shed blood of Jesus Christ? And that's I why will, I want to call you
1: to faith in Christ. I will tell you this if if God is real he is I am it, let's all for a second I'll grant you that he is. I'm not going to answer to him. He's going to answer to me and he is going to have to answer for all the atrocities he is allowed to happen because I can tell you if something was about to hurt my nephew or something was hurting my nephew, I'm getting involved and I'm stopping it. And God has the option if he's real to do that. And he doesn't.
0: Is that, is that the heart of the matter for you in all seriousness?
1: I mean, that is a huge thing for me. Yes. Is that why I don't believe in God? No. But again, even if right now God existed, I, with the information I currently have available, I not only would not, I know only could not, I would not worship anything that I feel is sub based on my own subjective morals, evil or allows evil to happen. Yeah. Right, and I would gladly stand alongside my friends, or if there is a hell or whatever, and stand alongside them against God, because no, in my opinion, no loving being would allow the things that have happened to happen
0: ethan as 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 a Christian, I want to say that i I hear what you're saying, and I very much sympathize with the fact that there is real evil in the world, real suffering, and there there is no easy answer as for why God allows it to happen and i totally get why that's a sticking point and i totally understand why that is so hard to accept and and i've wrestled with that and i can continue to wrestle with that look man i've gone through suffering in my life not as much as many but but more than many and i can tell you that as a christian suffering is not a reason to not believe in god because the god that you're describing the god that you don't believe in is not the god that i Well, I'll say this, you don't believe in my God, you don't follow my God, but the the God that you're describing is not an accurate description of my God. A God that would have to answer to us, a God that somehow doesn't have a good plan for all the evil in the world, a God that our subjective moral reasoning, as you put it, could possibly be higher than is not the God that I believe in. That's That's not the true God. The the God that I believe in has a good reason for everything he allows to happen. Now, that hurts me sometimes because I think, but it's not my reasoning. It's not what I would allow. And to that, God says two things. One, you're not me. Two, trust me. And when I look at what God did out of love, when he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for me, how can I say anything other than, okay, okay, Father, I'll trust you. If he's willing to put his own son through the worst experience that anyone's ever gone through, for me, who didn't cause him anything but pain, all I added to the mix was my own sin. If he's willing to do that for me, how could I not worship him? How could I not thank him? How could I not trust him in the middle of my suffering? And so this this idea that you're going to judge God, man, give that up quick. You might do a lot of things in life, but one thing you'll never do is be able to, to judge God because how could you? He's infinitely higher than you. The proper attitude, what's that?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, please continue.
0: Well, I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll leave it with this. All I would say is on this side of the Christian fence, so to speak, we don't have all the answers, but we do know the God who does know all the answers and we have enough. And I, I, wanna, I wanna call you to, man, I wanna call you like I always do to to turn to Jesus and and trust him. And he will not let you down.
1: He will not let you down. But he did. That's why I am God, Jesus, they, they never came through. And I want to be very clear because I know, unfortunately, the way I use my words, sometimes you will have those Christians in the audience that are like, oh, silly. He's just mad at God. No, if God's real, then yes, I would be mad at him. But I am not not believing in God because I'm angry with what he might possibly allow and to address the mavericks comment god has to answer to you yes he does he has to answer to me and any other moral beings who have similar views no. um because it says he nurtures humanity animals earth and and my loved ones i i haven't seen it
0: the my, same bible that says that god cares about us also says that we will give an account to god
1: my the, the last 5 years of my life my my last 5 years of my grandpa's life was suffering of cancer it was yeah. not good um yeah. that's not nurture when somebody is hurting, you help them. What's, you're there for them. You comfort them. You don't just let it happen and say, "Well, they 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 need suffering or they need to do whatever whatever excuse it is." When people are in pain, you help them. Dude,
0: you're applying your standard and trying to become the judge of God. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the wrong God. You're in your mind. You've got a concept of God who is lower
1: than you. It's not that I think, so again, if God is real, I'm not saying he's lower than me. I am just saying I am ethically or morally superior to said God.
0: Yeah, but but he's not lower than you?
1: You're superior to him,
0: but he's not lower than you? Think about that.
1: Morally or ethically, yes. But if we're talking like in terms of power, then obviously I wouldn't have more power than a... The,
0: The God who, the God that I believe in, the God who made you, is superior to you and me in every way there is no dividing up his morality from his superiority so you've got a concept of god that is not the god that i believe in and you're using that concept to condemn my god you need to repent of that ethan you need to change your mind about that and change your thinking and you need to not only repent but you need to trust in you need to trust in jesus because it's at the it's at the cross of Jesus Christ, that our suffering meets God's perfect holiness and justice. Christians will let you down. Your concept of God will let you down. Jesus Christ will not let you down. You need to trust in him. I mean, there's no other way. There's no other way about it. And to say he let me down in the past, your story's not done, Ethan. Your story's not done. You have no idea where you're going to be in five years, let alone tomorrow. Of course. So, To say that God has let you down as if your story is finished, I I wouldn't jump to any conclusions. I'll just put it that way.
1: So this is uh, the last comment I'm going to address from Maverick, but he clearly has a very hard time listening and paying attention. Uh, Ethan doesn't even judge himself, but is quickly to judge others. You're clearly not paying attention to a single thing I've said. I have already stated that I judge myself harshly and am ashamed of my past. Okay, pay attention and stop putting words in other people's mouths,
0: okay. So let's keep the comment section in the comment section. There's a reason why i'm not I'm not going through all these comments. I did put that comment on the screen because you were addressing I'm it. He's just a dishonest. whoever he is, he's dishonest. Listen, listen, Ethan, to f- f- fair enough that you're upset, but I've been overlooking a lot of comments in the in the uh, in the comment section that I could be addressing right now that I'm not. So, I want to keep this conversation between you and yeah. me. There's been a, there's been quite a few things said about me and my God and my faith that, uh, that I could very easily react to, and it would not be pretty. So let's no, just fair enough. Okay. okay. So all that being said, um, I enjoyed this conversation, Ethan. We got to wrap up, man. Uh, where can people find your work? How can people follow you?
1: So real quick, just because I I, I always like to be careful with certain things I said. And about 45 minutes ago, I asked if we could. Uh, move the conversation. I just want to be very transparent. That wasn't because I wasn't trying to not answer your questions. Uh, I actually have to get back to work. I told them I'd only be gone for an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes. And I've been gone for like two hours, but Uh it has been so good that I'm like, I I just can't pull away right now. We're in the middle of this stuff. So uh, that was why I tried to divert earlier only because I am on a time limit. Uh, With that being said, I host the channel youtube.com slash YFNAtheist a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood atheist. Every Tuesday, we tackle uh, supernatural claims, belief in aliens, conspiracy theories. Uh, You can call the show, present your evidence, and we talk about it. Tonight, Kenneth Leonard and Jenna Belk will be co-hosting. Every Thursday, I host a show on relationships and dating. It's kind of a break from atheism. It's at 9 p.m. with Hannah Vaughn. And then lastly, every Sunday, I do a show with Jenna Belk called Ethan and Jenna Show where we talk about mental health. And this last Sunday was mental health and recovering from religion. But uh, that's that's where you can uh, check me out at. And Joel, uh, again, while this conversation was frustrating, it was a, a, a pleasure talking to you. And I appreciate you taking the time to invite, uh, you know, us evil heathens on your channel.
0: Ha, listen, um, the apostle Paul said that he was the chief of sinners, but my dad likes to point out that he never met me. So uh, when it comes to being evil, man, we are all evil. We are all sinful. And we are all those of us who, <laughs> those of us who come to hope and come to, uh, to to overcome that evil only do so by God's grace. And we can't claim any of it. So um, I want to just let people know where they can get more great content. You can like the Think Institute on Facebook for more content like this. That's facebook.com slash the Think Institute. You can also subscribe to the Think Institute YouTube channel for more content to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message. Also, I'm trying to get to a 1,000 subscribers. So if you like this and you found this engaging and insightful, or you just want to help a brother out, please click that subscribe button, hit that bell, and Subscribe to the channel and don't miss a minute of the Think Institute Network, all of our shows, all of our episodes. Uh, Let's see, what else? You can, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at thethink.institute at gmail.com. Send any inquiries. um, But if you are, if you are, what's his name? If you are posting horrible, blasphemous comments in the uh, comment section, uh, don't send me any emails like that unless you're going to change the way you speak. Uh, and let's see what else. If you want to, if you like this content, you want to partner with my wife and me who are support raising missionaries with an organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, you can partner with the Think Institute by going to give.crew.org slash 1018841. And in all seriousness, if you are hurting, if you are feeling abused, beat down, um, 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 if you're, if the, the hardship of this life is a reality in your life in ways that you wish weren't, I know Ethan and I go blow by blow here. I know we go head to head, but I want to promise you this. Um, you will not find a debate with me. You will not find a uh, philosophical, um, uh, treatise. Um, you will find that I want to introduce you to the Jesus who is gentle, who is kind, and who wants to bear your burden for you. And that's the Jesus who saved me, and that's the Jesus that I want to introduce you to. So shoot me an email, and um, if you don't like me, I can connect you with a local pastor uh, or deacon, or church leader. What's that?
1: I said, or me. Joel can, you know, send you to my channel, and I'll pump. Not going to happen. Evil mercury. Is that Not what going to happen Is it mercury? What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Inhaling All Mercury. Right. Yeah, that's not gonna happen.
1: And I'm gonna help you inhale that evil mercury.
0: Yeah, that won't happen. Um <laughs> th- thank you for watching. Uh thank you to my guest, Ethan Michael. And by the way, next month I'm gonna be on his channel again, and we're gonna have another conversation. Um, I forget what the theme is for that one, but
1: uh final conclusion of our our, of our five or two part series after five uh five long back and forth debates. Yes. It's going to
0: be good. It's going to be epic. Um, so check that out. And what's
1: that? I said, this time you'll be in the hot seat.
0: I'm always in the hot seat, man. (laughs) All right. So thanks for watching. I certainly hope you saw something or heard something that was useful to you. I know I certainly did. Remember this is not goodbye. This has just been a little pit stop along the way of your spiritual journey until next time. I hope it made you think.